Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, conversations designed to help you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. And now the host of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn. Hello, welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. My name is Davey and joining me, Mel, our co-host. Mel, we have an exciting episode coming up right now. We also have something exciting coming up in two weeks. It is the two-year birthday of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. Happy birthday, Nothing Is Wasted. Well, here's what we're asking you guys to do as listeners, because we have a special episode that we have planned for the birthday episode in two weeks. And um, we are Mel... Christy and myself, we're going to sit down in a room together. We're going to put some microphones in front of us and we're going to answer your questions. Any question you may have on any topic, it doesn't necessarily have to relate to the topic of grief or loss. It absolutely can. Any kind of pain, trial, tragedy, triumph, whatever it is, any other TRA word that you can think of. You ask, Give us everything you've got. You ask the question, ministry, momhood, whatever it is, you ask the question. We want to answer those questions. It's going to be a different type of interview for this two-year birthday where you're going to be the one interviewing us, and we're going to try to do our best to add as much value as we possibly can to your life in that amount of time that we have. It's going to be awesome. Mel, it's going to be I'm fun really to, looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be so fun to do it like with you in person. I know, I know. It's going to be great. That's going to be awesome. So here's how you write in your questions. There's a couple different ways. You can DM us at one of our Instagram handles. It can be at Davey Blackburn, D-A-V-E-Y, B-L-A-C-K-B-U-R-N, or Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. So we'll collect DMs from both of those accounts. You can also email us at hello at nothingiswasted.com. Any one of those routes, we'll get your question in and we'll take some of the most frequently asked questions from that and we'll try to filter those down into the best, most value-added, value-packed <laughs> episode that we possibly can. Oh, it's going to be a good one it's for sure. It's going to be so fun. You're not going to want to miss out. Um, and also, if you have not subscribed to our email list um, at nothingiswasted.com, you're going to want to do that because this month we are giving away Davies' ebook. Thriving a Trial. It's really, really good. You don't want to miss out on this free ebook. Birthday month. We're giving it away. Yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's what it is. It's birthday month. We're gifts. Here we go. So make sure you go and subscribe. Also, at that two-year anniversary episode, we're going to talk more about this. But I wanted to kind of whet your appetite with it because the inter- interview that we have today is with a couple who does a lot of coaching with individuals who have walked through some kind of tragedy, trial, or transition. Very similar to the coaching that we do. Um, In fact, we learned a lot from them in this. But we are, in a short amount of weeks, going to be releasing a video series called the Pain to Purpose Video Series. Pain to Purpose Video Series, where we sit down over 12 videos and we help you um, at your own pace, your own rate, Uh, we help you discover and write a pain-to-purpose plan. So no matter where you're at, if you found yourself in the valley of the shadow of death, you've kind of stood up and you're ready to walk through it, we want to help to guide you through that. And it's very similar to the coaching things that we're doing right now with our coaching clients and that we're going to continue to be offering, but it's at a much more affordable rate for 
everyone and you can walk through it at your own pace. And so we're going to talk more about that at the two-year anniversary or the birthday celebration (laughs) podcast of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast in two weeks. But make sure you go and subscribe to our mailing list because you guys get the first info about this. That sounds good. Well, I'm really looking to hear more about that resource that you've created, Davey. And I'm also looking forward to today's episode. Um, Today we have Brent and Janice Seaman, and they have a really incredible story. Um, They've encountered loss and redemption, and um, I'm just so excited to hear um, what they have to say um, about how the Lord walked through all of this with them. So um, let's listen in on their story. Brent, Jana, great to have you guys on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's yeah, awesome to be you. here. Thank you for having us. Oh, uh, you guys are uh, you're you, well. You're not. You're from here, but you're you live in Naples now, which I'm extremely jealous about. Tell us a little bit about your life, your family, what you guys do. Well, you know, we uh, so I'm from in, I'm from Indiana, but Jane is actually from. I'm a, uh, I'm a Kentucky girl, so right. I, yeah. I hear the draw a little bit, right? Can you you hear haven't it? lost it going down to Naples. You know what? After I talk to my mom, everybody tells me that it comes out more. Like Great. after after I go home with her, so. But yeah, so we're down in Naples. Um, there's uh, six kids. We are we made the the, the crew. We call it the Seaman Circus. Where <laughs> Jane has got her her two Ooh. girls that she brought to the to the team, and then I have uh, four four kids. So Man, it's kind of yeah. like the Brady Bunch. It yeah. is the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. have the the bigs and the little. So we have everything from uh, we have our our youngest uh, um, who's three, and then our oldest who turned twenty yesterday. So we have a three year old, a four year old, a seven eight. Seven and eight year old, they're right. both in second grade, same class together. Uh, and then a 15 year old, she's our, our special needs daughter, and she's um, in high school. And then Brennan, who um, is our oldest, and he he just uh, he he just turned 20. So we have a <laughs> it is wild. always a party. That's why I like to say, like, our house is never boring, always fun. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. we we uh, we met online, um, got married um, in eighty days. So our our story gets interesting from first phone call <laughs> to uh, wedding on the beach uh, was quick. Uh, a lot of naysayers and people uh, weren't sure that you know if this was real, it's going to last. It's just been a, an incredible story and just an um, incredible gift to us. You know, what we like mm. to say is um, God doesn't move quickly. But when he moves, he moves suddenly. Wow! So you know, for That's it was really it was good. a long journey for both of us to get there. But then once he just collided our worlds, like it had ha- yep. happened so suddenly and almost just unraveled in front of us yep. to the point there where we were like, okay, God, like we're just gonna roll with you. And if at any point you have to step in and say, whoa, pull the reins, yeah. then we'll do that. But we also don't want to miss anything that he has for us. So you know, we were we were all in um, um, head yep. first. You know, it was just it was awesome. And we we worked with inside sort of a rule. So our rule right out of the gates, we said, okay, look, we're gonna um, if the door opens, we're gonna walk through it. Mm. If the door is closed, then we're gonna respect that the yep. door is closed. And yep. if it's cracked a little bit, we understand sometimes God wants you to put your shoulder into it. Um, <laughs> you know, so we'll we'll give it. But a we're little, not kicking any doors down. But we're not yeah, kicking yeah, any yeah. doors yeah. down. So if this happens and uh, God just keeps opening doors, we're stepping through them. And um, so we it was it was a great um, set of principles we that we yeah. worked inside of, and that's awesome. Uh, and it really worked. Well, worked. I can totally totally relate to that. You know. It's Christy and I were uh, kind of the, the the start, the formation of our relationship. It seemed like things were, we were both at a place where it was like, okay, we'd worked through a ton of things um, individually. And then all of a sudden, once we knew 
Yeah. We knew. Yeah. And it went Did fast. you guys know immediately? No. No. Well, I knew pretty soon. Christy yeah. was very, very hesitant about yeah. it all. She pushed back quite a bit. She kind of avoided me like the plague. So, Did she? <laughs> yeah. And so it took me a few months of really pursuing yeah. after her. And I, you know, but I knew. I just, there was something about her that I had been, I had been praying, uh, uh, you know, Lord, if you ever bring me another wife, then this is what I want her to, her. you know, the characteristics, quality about her. And then when we had a first couple of conversations and she understood the pain that I had gone through better than anybody else than I, that I could have. Yeah, that's um, important. Yeah, that's it's important. very important. You start talking about the real issues. You don't talk about the, I think I was saying this the other day on an interview that you don't talk about, you know, what's your favorite color? Exactly. Yeah. You talk about the stuff that yeah. really matters. That really uh, matters. Yeah. I think we like to, I, I, when people ask us, you know, like what was sort of the, the thing that, that connected you? I said, you know, we both, we both experienced something where it was just like, it was just you and then whatever God was going to do. Yeah. And um, so very few people have been at that, um, mm-hmm. at that moment with God. And if you haven't, um, then it's really hard to connect with another person that's, um, uh, or can be difficult to yeah. like, really connect. And, I know Jana said she got off the phone. I think we both got off the phone after the first call. And Very first time I called my family and said, I'm going to marry this guy. Wow. And, you know, it was less than a year after my husband had died and everybody was like, oh my, hold on now. You don't know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you, you're you moving too fast. You've got the widow fog brain mm-hmm. and, you know, you just need to hold back. And I was like, listen, you know, like I know what God's voice sounds like. I know what it sounded like when, you know, I was walking that mm-hmm. cancer road with John. I know what God's voice sounded like. When he spoke to me about my heart for ministry, I know what God's mm. voice sounded like when it was time to like let him go and and to move forward in my in my life and, and lay my husband to rest. And this is yeah. that same voice. Yeah. Like, why am I not gonna trust it now? Wow. You know, and, wow. and so it's just it's it's part of that trust walk, it right? And, yep. and and the more you walk with God in that and you walk arm in arm and you and you learn to hear his voice, then it's just easier to take those huge steps of faith yep. and, and, and just really trust. So I'm sure you guys had the same oh, same man. type of experience, you know, but I talked to Brent the first time on the phone. And then we 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 laugh because we FaceTime dated, you know, like <laughs> he didn't get to take me to dinner for a while, you know. We spent literally like four and five hours every single night on FaceTime and and talking um, throughout the day. So it was like that that um that, like spiritual yep. connection that we were yep. able to build there, you know, before we even got to hold hands or, or right. introduce like any kind of physical contact that that I believe just like propelled us yeah. and, and set the foundation for our future. That's so great. That's yeah. so great. Well, you guys have a fascinating story, and I'm excited to dive into it. So we we started out, you know, I I was I was um, I was married for 23 years. Um, you know, I married my my uh, high school s- sweetheart. We were. Like fourteen and fifteen when we started uh, wow. when we started dating, and uh, we had you know four incredible kids, and um, where um, you know at some point you know at some point during that marriage you know I always like to just describe you know just love wasn't enough, and there's other things that are complicated about it, and we ended up divorced, and I um, I hired a life coach. And um, I had a I had a friend of mine that was using a life coach, and his life seemed to be um, really in order. And my life, um, you know, I just I had done I'd had success. I you know I, I left um, I you know I quit school when I was like 15 years old. Um, I had had some businesses even as a, as a young child, and had experienced some um, some success early on, which comes with part of the other story that we'll that we'll talk yeah. talk about that also um, you know aligned with some other tragedy, but. Um, you know, we it just um, I, I reached a spot. I was in my late thirties, and it's it's just like what you know, probably at a, a juncture where people I'd had a, a technology company that I sold, and um, I had relocated to Naples, Florida, where I had a vacation home, and it was sort of home away from home for us. 
uh, got down there and it was just like, what's next? Like, what's next for me? Like, where's my purpose? You know, what, you know, what am I um, supposed to you know, right. do with the rest of my life? You know, I was watching everybody around me trying to do things that I'd done 20 <laughs> years right. ago that were my age. I just think, you know what, you know, God, what is your, you know, I know I'm wired for something greater than sitting on the beach down here mm-hmm. and, um, and, and doing nothing. So in the, you know, sort of in the search of that six, you know, several years, uh, but I ended up with a, um, a coach and the guy just did an incredible job with me. Um, and we, uh, we were sitting, we were sitting out outside the back of the clubhouse in my neighborhood. He, he flew down and spent three or four days with me. And I didn't know any, I, life coach. It sounds sort of a quirk, <laughs> quirky job. I couldn't even believe people got paid to do that. <laughs> and, uh, they get paid, you know, they get, he got paid really good. I thought uh, he must be, <laughs> he, must, he must be really good. Uh, this life thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, but it, um, and I'd like to think to myself as so somebody, you know, I'm very disciplined. Um, I always work with inside goals and plans and yeah. structure, but you know, what I learned was that life was just sort of happening to me mm-hmm. and I wasn't in control of my life. And it was oh. in that, it was in those, those couple of days of spending time, uh, with him that I just realized like, wow, for a guy who thinks he's got everything in control, I really yeah. don't. And I just started mapping out my life and what that might look like. And, and I did try really hard to make my, um, you know, my, my desire was to have my marriage work and to have my family unit, um, be, um, whole. Um, so, um, you know, that was my first um, priority, but you know, when that didn't, when that didn't happen, um, you know, then I had to, you know, accept that and look for, you know, you know, look forward and see what that looks like. So I started, um, so the advantage I had in, in, in creating this, this life as I was working, you know, two or three times a week with a coach, I'll spend in three or four hours a week with a coach and just, yeah. uh, really mapping out like, what was my life going to look like? Who, where was, I mean, but he helped you really define what that looked like, mm. right? Yeah, that's right. What, like, what you wanted. Yeah. I mean, what I thought I wanted and what I wanted or, uh, or, or two different things. And it, it took some work and I knew, you know, I, I, I left the marriage honorably there. I, I didn't want my um, kids. Um, I wanted my kids to know that, you know, Hey, um, you know, I didn't, um, didn't leave this marriage or this family to, you know, go start a family with somebody else. Or, um, you know, this is, um, about your mom and dad who love you and we love each other, but it's just not, you know, something like I said, at some point it's not enough. And we, um, um, so I, I had to really back up. You know, I've been living in this. Uh, you know, you're sort of stuck in your um, in this pattern, and you have this pattern that you're living in, and it just uh, it just repeats itself and repeats itself. And if you want to get a different result, you know, you have to really break that. Right. You know, break that pattern, which is the hardest thing for the human race to do. For yeah. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. And especially to intentionally create that change, because yeah. a lot of times we just find ourselves reacting to the change that's happening around right. us and happening to us. Um, but to be the cause of that change right. puts you in a whole different position. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I struggled with it. You know, I was CEO, um, personality, you know, used to, um, you know, building things, being a creator. Um, I could do all these, I I looked around all these great things I'd created and been a part of, but my own personal, like my own Hmm. personal career, like my personal, I was just not, not where I wanted it, you know, not where I wanted it to be. And so through that process, I got real good. I got clarity on what that, you know, what that Hmm. really looked like. Um, we, in fact, in our, in our programs, you always talk a lot about limiting beliefs. It's just a big yeah. uh, talk track yeah. for us and what, and, and because it was so impactful to me. Right. And, um, and we were just, I lived inside these limiting beliefs of like what was possible, what, you know, what, you know, what could, what, what I could do, what I couldn't do, mm-hmm. how life might look or couldn't look. You know, I had a lot of things, you know, I, I, re, I remember, um, you know, I remember being with the coach for the first couple of days and him just looking at me sometimes like, well, why, why do you think that? Like, yeah. who, who, who told you that? And I, right. I remember in one of the questions I want to disclose, and I said, I, don't, I, I said, I don't know, my dad, my dad always said that. And he said, 
well, that's not true. He's like, <laughs> that's his belief. That's not reality, yeah. you know? And, um, and so it was during that prop, my whole life changed, you know, like all of a sudden it just, it shifted. And I, and I understood at that point, like, um, you know, like, wow, you know, I'd, I'd worked really hard and had success from working really hard, but mm-hmm. life had not, it just sort of happened to me. It wasn't like I was making it, mm-hmm. making it happen. And so, um, you know, from there, um, I, um, it's funny. We, I packed up, uh, I packed up the office, um, moved it home base. Cause all of a sudden now I'm going to be uh, a dad of, um, Four. A, a four. Fifty <laughs> percent of the fifty percent of the time. So their mom and I share the kids fifty percent. Wow. And one of our one of our kids is um, you know, she's special needs, so she's, you know, nonverbal. She's mm-hmm. fifteen nonverbal, you know, diapers and just a lot of extra a lot of extra care. And so my um, Which uh, you know, the you say that and it like hits me with this bit, with a weight, but you say it as kind of as like, well, this is just one of the things that we were, have been walking through and we're walking through. And, you know, I'm like, man, this is a whole nother conversation in and of it's, itself. Cause there's so many people who are listening, who are parenting, a, you know, a child with special needs on yes. any, any measure of the spectrum. And yeah. that in and of itself can throw your yeah, life. That, that into, in itself is a tragedy. Yes. And we, or can be a tragedy. You know, we've, yeah. we've, uh, we look at the things in our, um, our journey that prepared us um, and our kids to, um, to be here and um, to be able to, um, um, you know, just be in a good spot through this, you know, to di- love people, right? right. Yeah, to yeah. love people right. through a difficult, you know, through a difficult situation. So, um, yeah, so we, um, so we, uh, my, my, uh, my, my assistant or my admin that worked in my office, um, she, uh, she changed out of her, out of her uh, work out, you know, out of her, her like business casual her business clothes, business casual clothes, mm-hmm. throw on some yoga pants, throw on some yoga pants, hair. and she said, she said, look, I'm not a nanny, but you cannot do this by yourself. <laughs> and uh, she said, oh, I'm coming back, to, I'm coming to the, uh, gonna come to the house with you, and uh, we're gonna help you, you know, help you get this, uh, a, you know, sort of get a routine put in place. Right. I'm gonna help you do this because you know I still had to work and, um, um, you know. Uh, and 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 and, per, and be a provider and mm-hmm. yeah. do all that, but still then you know have have all the the kids and so it, it was some time. There was like you know a few few months, several months, and um of, and she just you know she came in one day and she said uh, that's it. You know we're we're getting you out there. Mm. Like you've like got I'm, to start. I'm tired of dealing with you yeah. in this office <laughs> all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she was just such, I mean, she was such a blessing to my life. She really ministered to me in her own, in her own yeah. um, way wow. when she came, came in um, there, you know, I was, I told Jana, there was a lot of nights where, you know, I'd, the doorbell would ring and it'd be her and her roommates and they'd have some like, you know, enchiladas and say, Oh, we knew, you <laughs> know, meals. I mean, you talk about loving on people where they're at, yeah, right? I mean, it's huge. You, yep. you know, so many people would see a single guy out there struggling to make it with, with his kids, you know, right. but I mean, just people that come mm-hmm. into, your life who go the extra mile mm-hmm. to love on you can be so impactful. So yeah, yeah, you know, I was I, I got punched in the face. I mean, there was uh, I was you know there was my I had a wife and we that literally yeah. well <laughs> she, just to clarify just to clarify I mean I mean life punched me in the face. I mean right. I had uh, all of a sudden you know life is um, you know when you when you go to it's not when you leave a um, a marriage you know it's one thing if you're leaving for another relationship or there's something you're transitioning into but when you when you leave to go, and, and like you're just going out to recreate life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 like ripping the Band-Aid off. It's, yeah. a tra- it's a tragic blow. And all of a sudden you have kids and everybody's hurting and broken. And there's, you know, the, you know your, your family's hurting, their family's hurting, all the kids are confused. Everybody's just trying yeah. to figure out what's, you know, right. what's, what's going on. And, um, and, you know, inside of that, you know, we owned businesses and had um, things that just complicated, that complicated the divorce. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, just an easy clean cut type mm-hmm. of situation. And so as that dragged out and, and took a long time, um, you know, the, um, my, my, my assistant, um, she just, she would just get so frustrated. I mean, she's like, look, you got to get out there. You got to get out there. And I would say, well, you know, maybe soon I'd think, and she'd stay on me, stay on me. So one day she signed 
signed me up for, uh, she came in and said she wanted to sign me up for an online dating site. And <laughs> I said, uh, I said, no, that's not really for me. And she said, I'll do it for you. So she did the whole thing, set it up and we searched it, looked at it and there just, uh, wasn't really anybody. So for all those girls who got the first round of messages from Brent, that was his assistant. And not, really him. <laughs> not really her, not yeah. really him. She like wrote the profile, did the whole thing, right? Yeah. That's it was so great. It was interesting. She so made you look good, huh? She did make me look good. She's, <laughs> okay. That was her job to make me look yeah. good, make it, make it easy on me. And, um, so we, it just wasn't, you know, I, I was caught. I knew that God had something bigger planned for me than just to, you know, that, um, whatever I, whatever I did between the time I got divorced and I met this person who was going to be my wife and that, that, you know, that God was going to uh, sort of unveil this, this, right. this bigger picture that I had to be really careful with what I did with my life in between here and there, because yeah. between point A and point B was going to change whether the, the woman that I um, would attract to, to, mm. to step into that piece of my life. So I, I was really aware. And that became, it was really, because I mean, I don't know that by, with, by myself, I would have been disciplined enough or made the best decisions. It was the fact I was working with a coach and I was being reminded every day of like, hey, are we, are we chunking away at this? Are we moving towards getting you in a healthy place? Um, um, where you can attract the you know um, the track the person right. that you yeah. want to spend the rest of your life with that looks like what we've talked about yeah. and are you are you making moves that's helping you create this life and move towards it you're not being yeah. stuck you're not moving backwards um, really helped me get into a really healthy place um, um, and, and stay in that healthy place yeah. and then be disciplined to what I was um, you know how you know you know how I was you know living the the life of a newly single yeah. Um, yeah. you know new, so single good. guy I think I think Brent I've heard uh, I think I heard Craig Rochelle say this the first time may have been somebody else. I don't know who I would attribute it to, but they said, if you're single, um, become the person that you're looking for is looking for. Yeah. 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 Right? Well, what we say is be what you want to attract. Yeah, right. Is, I mean, right? that's essentially what it is. Yeah. yeah. You got to be and, that person. And I wasn't that person when I first started working with the coach and I identified that. And I, um, you know, so I'm crafting out this person. It was actually, I mean, at some point I was like, wow, um, that's going to be a lot of work <laughs> yeah. to, step, to step into that. You right. know, the discipline of the discipline of that's going to be um, going to be a lot of work. And, um, and, you know, it's just, so I found myself, okay, the, day, the online dating thing, we looked, I, I joke around, I think there was 304 women that came up in the, in the It's like your own episode search. of The Bachelor. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so here we are, and uh, and That's my funny. admin and I were sitting at the dining room table, we're going through them, and, and, and so at some you point- You get a rose. And yeah, you get, so at some point she looks Nobody at, got a rose. Nobody looked, at some point she looks at me and she says- Look, you're gonna have to lower your standards. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I said, no, we just uh, that's not that's not gonna happen. So we, um, uh, so we, I, I sort of just went on, and, and both Jane and I did date somebody uh, each between, um, you know, between between us, and you know, so we had um, um, somebody that we dated in between. But I really didn't go out and just hit the the, the right. dating circuit. I just kept preparing myself for this this person I knew God was gonna bring into my life. And um, so at some point. Um, she came in one day and she said, all right, how about Christian Mingle? Because your people are on there. She's so, like, that's where your people are. That's your people. <laughs> that's your people. <laughs> and uh, so we got on, I got on Christian Mingle and um, there was, um, uh, we got on Christian Mingle. There was nobody. Uh, I love this part of the love story. So that's why we're getting in so stuck Southwest here. In the Southwest Florida area, right? You're yeah. looking. <laughs> and so there, there was a lot of women on there. They're like, hey, we're, we're probably not um, 
uh, Christian enough for this side, but we're just tired of all the slimy guys out there on the other sides. And, <laughs> and so we, uh, so anyway, so I didn't find anybody in Naples. Didn't, I even looked over Miami, Tampa. I was just really discouraged. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, God, what is your plan for me? I mean, like where, you know, I'm, 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 I'm living inside this regimen of like mm-hmm. really working to be the best version of me and to attract this person, really trying to identify like, what is your plan, you know, like bigger plan for me? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what does you want me to do with my life? Right. right. We've um, all been in that place. Of course. Yeah. You know, like, God, what is your plan? Where are you at? Like, I know that you're preparing me for something, but what does that look like? Yeah. You know, and it's and I, a walk well, of obedience. Yeah, in, in, exactly. In the, in the forest, right? In the, it, in the fire. And it's it's like it's like you can feel, like you can anticipate it. You're, yeah. you're just on the cusp of something. Yeah. It's like God's got this little carrot out in front of you is what exactly. it feels like sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're like, I know that you've got something that you're working and you're stirring, but I can't see it in front of uh, me right now. Yeah. But something's continuing to propel me forward sure. and what is it but it's driving me crazy exactly, let me know yeah. you know yeah, yeah it was really difficult I mean it's just really difficult I felt I felt deflated at that point and I just thought to myself like um, you know what? What's this going? You know what's this going to look like? And you know it's difficult. You start thinking about having a special needs um, mm. daughter. I mean, like just yeah. like who's going to marry in you, yeah. the limiting beliefs? Right. Who's going to marry is. into that? Like who would want to? You know who's going to want to um, have that be a part of their life? Mm-hmm. You know who could see? Um, you know who could love her the way that I? You know the way that I love her, or um, you know, you know what would that might look like? You know, yeah. it's just tough. I mean, you you probably even identify that with oh, yeah. you know like thinking about hey, how am I going to find somebody that's gonna, yep. you know that's going to love my child the um, the same the same exactly. way or be able to you know it, it was just uh, it was a tough situation so their mom had really been on me she's still deeply rooted here in, in Indiana and uh, all the grandparents are here in the family and um, um, but you know the nature of what I do I can just do from wherever mm-hmm. and um, she's really pushing on me to move back to Indiana and I thought to myself well I don't know maybe this is God's prompting like maybe he really wants me mm-hmm. to move back to Indiana maybe I'll find so I, I, I got the search going and I put all the criteria in to look here in Indiana I thought well, I found somebody here and I found and I fell in love with them and maybe I could give up my Florida life. I didn't want to because <laughs> I love, I, I'm at the beach every day. Yeah. Uh, we, we go to the beach every day. We love to spend time outside and ride, you know, in water, in the water and doing yeah. boating and jet skiing and bike riding. And we're, we stay really active and um, you don't do that here no. uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we, I, I got on there, I did the search and boom, uh, Jana pops up and hmm. I, I was like, wow. She's really cute, and um, you're just really cute. And I, uh, and, uh, I oh, loved her shucks. profile. It really spoke to me. I, I, I remember just feeling to myself like, oh, my goodness, like, because I had been in the search and looking around and checking, and I, nothing was really making sense. And all of a sudden, and I'm thinking, really? I got to go to Indiana for this? And I was just like, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. Just, um, but I was so excited, and I started reading through it. And then all of a sudden, I see that she lives in Kentucky. Hmm. And I was totally deflated. I looked up at the top of the search. You're like, nothing team. good comes out of Kentucky. <laughs> well, you know, limiting beliefs. Everything. Limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, the problem, thing is, is you can't date people from out of uh, really from out of state because they all have ex-husbands and they mm-hmm. all have new wives and they have exes and everything's so entangled these days. It's just tough, you know. So, um, I, you know, I just didn't see that as an option. I looked up at the search bar and I had put in the downtown zip code for Indianapolis in a 25 mile radius, but instead of 25, I had put 250. <laughs> and Lexington had popped up in 180 miles. It's like 180 mi- miles, miles, right? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so I went on, looked in, and it had the same, ex- the same experience in Indiana. Didn't see anything there. And I thought, I'm going to go back and recreate that search. <laughs> I, went back, I went back and I put it back together. And the second time, I know uh, she had she was actually writing her profile and updating it as I was sort of 
checking this out at the same time she was changing her screen and her first screen name she'd given her name away yeah my first and last name who does that yeah yeah i'm like yeah. wait a second that was so dumb minute. yeah you can't wow. do that there's all these like creepers all these right. catfish or whatever they call them out there you know so i was in the process it was my first day on the site and i was going back and like sort of recreating it and changing my screen name and all that kind of stuff and and he found me again. So. Yeah, so she comes up, she's a widow. I thought, well, if she's a widow, then maybe um, you know, then maybe she'd be able to relocate. Yeah. And um so I and I reached reached out to her and um and so, you know, just um it was like, was your you said it was your first or second day that you were yeah, on, like, on there yeah. while drowning and within, like hundred messages within twenty four hours. I was being bombarded with messages, but <laughs> um, <laughs> Brent was so cute. Apparently, then, Brent then he wasn't stood the out. only one. Yeah. That thought no, you were it was cute. like my own bachelorette, <laughs> I guess. But but so the crazy thing, you know, so my we joke around. My screen name was uh, uh, like Brent Naples, and so she. Um, was, I still call him Brent Naples. <laughs> but they. Uh, um, so she's so she, you know I reached out to her and 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 uh, she didn't she didn't really respond back and so uh, the you know the sales guy and me <laughs> said all right well we'll just uh, we'll do a little takeaway we'll just we'll just write a little something you know and he's I, using his business tactics yeah, right on Christian media oh, yeah. um, <laughs> trying to pick up a relationship yeah. but I, one of the things that was that that was just really unique about the pro, the, the process of this is that at the first like maybe when she first had her name on there it was such a you know, you know Jana was just like in Kentucky it was easy and it said she was widowed so I just put in there and the, I went to Google and searched survived by and Jana and mm. boom. John's obituary popped right up. Mm. And so um, I was able to read through the obituary and sort of learn about, like, I just became just like, just just immediately, like, so attracted to her, just trying to figure out, like, I just wanted to know everything about yeah. her and what her journey looked like when she went through. And um, she was, um, her Facebook page was public because she had shared that journey with yeah. everybody. And I was able to go back and just sort of like, it, it was weird once I had the first call with her, I felt like I'd almost like, lived through this experience yeah. of her loss. It was so unfair because I didn't have that experience. Yeah. Like he just had right. such ground on me. But I wanted but. somebody that, you know, she was consistent. I looked, you know, from 2009 to 2017, she was the same Jaina. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there was there was no waver in her walk and her faith or her, uh, the way that she presented herself or represented herself or the people she surrounded herself yeah. with. And um, the sense just came in of like, wow, I mean, this is the one. Like yep. you've you found the one. Wow. Um, now it seems complicated because she's in Kentucky. And, <laughs> and so this is where I didn't really get... So she... she yeah, the, um, the really cool thing is... Um, I guess I'll start and then we'll go back. Yeah. So um, John died in December of 2016. And it was a really long battle with leukemia. Mm -hmm. And um, when he got diagnosed, I was 38 weeks pregnant with our second child. Oh, wow. And so we had a four-year-old, this brand new baby, you know, as we're doing chemo and, you know, I'm spending all the time in the hospital. We had an incredible family and, and support network and a church network um, that really allowed me to be the wife that he deserved mm -hmm. during that time. And, and to, you know, I, every ounce of love and, and, and care and, I, I gave to him, you know, I laid wow. it all out there. Like, you know, I kissed his face the last time mm. knowing that I absolutely gave everything that God had given me to give to him. And um, to be able to to walk away in that was just, it, it brings another level of peace. Yeah. Um, but it was just such a tough journey. It was about two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks after he had died, the memorial service is over. Everybody kind of fades away. The casseroles yep. aren't coming anymore. Yeah. And I just remember calling my dad and I was like, dad, you know, like I really might need to get away. Mm. You know, this has just been so tough. I went from being a courier mom to being very pregnant. My husband diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. I, I sat my career aside and became a caregiver, wife, mom. Wow. And now he's dead. 
And wow. and so and so what do I do now? Like who am I? What's my purpose? Like why am I here, God? What 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 did I go through all of this for? And and what does that look like for me now? Yeah. And I'm searching, you know, I have been such a faith filled believer, you know, I was like speaking over him and praying over him. And, you know, that was not the outcome that I believed for, that I prayed for, that yeah. that I sowed for. And, you know, I just, I, would, I knew that I had some searching to do and that I needed to get away. It was like me and the Holy Spirit and my Bible. And um, so it went from like a, hey, dad, you know, I might need to at some point to one day. It was like, it was so heavy yeah. that I called my dad and I was like, I have to get away. Like I found, I found some decent plane tickets. I'm going to leave this day. Can you guys keep the kids. And I came down to Anna Maria Island, which is about, what is it, like an hour north of Naples, maybe? Something like that. And my late husband has some family in Venice, Florida. And so I spent a week um, just on the beach in my condo, reading, praying, you know, working through some grief books that people had given me, um, you know, identifying in me all that was disappointed, yeah, you know, all all of my expectations wow. that had been fallen out from underneath my feet, and and searching for what that thing was. You know, I knew that I was on the brink of another season of my life, and what does that look like? What does that require of me, Lord? Like, mm-hmm. what what does this road look like for me? I know that you know, obviously, first and foremost, I'm going to be a mom to these girls. Um, but outside of that, what do I do now? Yeah. And 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 what does that look like? And and how do I glorify your kingdom? How do I glorify your name mm-hmm. with with all that's going on? You know, I mean, he yep. died with us, and we had the whole nation like praying, like people yeah. all across, you know. Yeah. And 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 now that's gone. And so I spent some time there. And on the very last day, I was headed back to Kentucky to the airport in the morning. I was sitting on the sand right by the pier there on Anna Maria Island, and I felt God speak to me, you're going to move here. Hmm. And this was January of 2017. I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that because, you know, I mean, John died in December, that very first snow that came through. I was like, this is not for me, yeah. you know, like yeah. shoveling. The kids are standing at the door, like banging, wanting to go out and play in the snow. Hmm. And I'm out there with like a shovel and it's just, I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, so the, the Florida life, I was like, oh, okay, Lord, you know, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, but okay, you know, I I, I receive that. I, yeah. I, I hear you, you right. know. And um, so I went back to Kentucky. I told my late husband's family. I told my family. You know, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know the timeline yet. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be looking for a house to buy, but I feel like I'm supposed to be getting mine ready to sell. Mm. So there were some projects that John had started, and, you know, we had been in the house for several years, and just some maintenance, right? So I hired right. a contractor, got all that stuff sort of, sort of tidied up, and um, got, got the house ready to sell, and with the expectation that I knew at some point in my life, I was going to be moving to Florida. And, um, you know, like Brent said, I had dated someone sort of in the interim. And, you know, I was just on the brink of something, like you said, that carrot that's dangling. And I just remember like, you know, I'm just, I'm like in anticipation almost daily. And it was almost consuming me because I knew that there was something so big getting ready to happen in my life. And there was such a big change in my future, and I was trying to identify it. Mm. And and all that God would tell me is that this is your season to rest. Oh, wow. And that is one thing that this girl <laughs> doesn't do like well. Do, yeah. yeah, I don't sit still. I don't, I don't you know, I don't, yeah. I don't sit well. If I sit, I fall asleep. So, you know, <laughs> like I just, I just keep moving. And that is the only thing that the Lord would give me mm. is rest. 
I'm like, Lord, what does that mean? Like, am I supposed to go back to work? Is it time to like jump back into my career? Am I going to go back to school? Should I continue like my theology studies? Should I, you know, jump back into ministry? Because I'd sort of laid all that mm-hmm. aside to care for my husband. Like that became my ministry. And I was like, rest. Wow. And and I was just like, okay, well, that sucks. <laughs> you know, like, what does that mean? And there came a point in time in probably May or June um, where people around me, like started planting little seeds and, you know, my sister had met her husband on Christian Mingle Mm. and, you know, I had some friends who were saying things like, you know, you need to get out there. You needed this, you know, you needed that, you know, you're um, sort of dating this guy, but you know that he's not the one like long-term for you. And um, I went to, I was in a parenting small group at my church that summer. It was like a short um, summer curriculum kind of thing. And my late husband and I were really close with the facilitators. It was the last class. I was the only one that showed up. And afterwards, the wife sort of, you know, we sat down, just had some like time to talk. And she said, you know, I just really feel like God is leading me to tell you that what you really need to be praying for is the person that's going to help you parent these kids and wow. is going to help you raise these girls. And I was sort of taken aback because these other people have sort of been talking, you know, trying to like plant seeds in my head. And I'm kind of pushing them away saying, no, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's time for that yet. Yeah. And she said that. And she also said that, you know, I just really feel like God is going to do it way sooner than you expect mm. and in an unconventional way. Wow. So you need to be open to whatever he's trying to do. Wow. And so, I mean, you hear something like that and you're like, all right, okay. Yeah. And I don't know what that means, God, but. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be open, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And so I went, I think it was like two or three days later, I was picking my kids up from my mother-in-law's house and I was standing in her kitchen and she said, you know, we, we've been talking and, you know, I know someday you're going to get married again and just want you to know that we know that's going to happen. And, you know, it was almost like it wasn't, she wasn't giving me permission, but I felt a release, Yeah. you know, um, you know, as, as a widow, like that's a big weight, yeah. you know, and, and, and expectations that you feel like you're having to meet of everyone around you. And, um, Okay, okay, Lord. Well, I'm gonna sign up for Christian Mingle. And I went home that night, signed up for Christian Mingle, and the next day Brent sent me the message. And um then it all made sense, you know, like Brent Naples right, right down there in Florida. And so one of his things, Man. you know, when he was sort of like throwing his hooks out, you know, and I wasn't <laughs> responding as quickly, um, he was like, Hey, you know, I know it sound it probably sounds crazy um to do a long distance you know, relationship in Florida. And I was just like, actually, it's the craziest thing. (laughs) Like, I just, I've always, I felt like, you know, I'm supposed to move there. And it was like, God opened this door and just absolutely collided. We call it a collision on purpose, you know, because it really is. It's like, you know, we had these two separate worlds and God just absolutely collided them. And and then it made sense, you know, and, and he, you know, something that we have always said, um, and it actually came out of my church had a night of worship right after we had started dating. And um, I had gone, I had told him about it. We were FaceTiming. So he watched on Facebook Live. And, you know, in, in the, my notes on my iPhone, I made, made one line note in there. And after we talked um, the next day, he's like, you know, something that really stuck out to me that your pastor said last night. And it was the same thing. And it was, God doesn't move quickly. It was the exact, yeah. He moves suddenly. And the exact same quote that we pulled out of that, you know. Wow. And so it was just like, you know, God was just like confirming, you know, confirmation after confirmation after confirmation yeah. that this, is my next step, you know, this is that thing that was I was on the horizon of yeah. and I didn't know what it looked like and I felt this huge change coming that was going to rock my whole world and I couldn't identify what it was, but it's about being faithful mm. in the process and 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 having, and, the and having to, your 
the yourself to, and a place to receive, yeah. right? Yeah, and right. to 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 follow that when you when you know that you hear God's voice, and sometimes He says, sometimes He will speak into you things that seem crazy or you don't understand, or <laughs> yeah. They just don't and I'm make not going to say that it wasn't scary. You know, I moved a thousand miles right. away from from my family and my friends and my entire network of people. You know, and who um, had just loved you through one of the just, toughest right. you know seasons of your life, <clears throat> and, yep. and and walked that with me. Yeah, so. Right. So yeah, so yeah, so we, um, so we that we talked on the phone. I offered to fly to Lexington to take her on a date because I, um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, is I, you know, I wanted to make good decisions, and I knew that um, I had just spent all this time and energy um, trying to figure out like what what does God want for me? Like what am I mm-hmm. wired? You know what you know what am I? And I, as we get into the story of my passion, I was trying to find purpose and you know what the, that all meant. And where did that play a role in this part of my life? And mm-hmm. just really trying to understand, you know, and I, so I wasn't gonna make a mistake. I wasn't yeah. gonna I wasn't gonna get into the wrong relationship. I wasn't gonna get um, with the wrong person. Yeah. And uh, I had put too much work to get to that to that day. Mm-hmm. And um and so I, I wanted to know everything about her. I mean I I you know I, I went there um and we went on our, our first our first date. It was um and it was like eight days it was eight days later. It was like like ten, day, 10 yeah, days yeah maybe ten, hey, days, 10 days, days later or something like that. And uh, then from there, you know, the way the parenting schedule with my kids work, I would get so many breaks of um, yep. days. And I just, I, I say I dated her family, friends, and church. I mean, I wanted I wanted to know all the people in her life and understand them and make sure that um, she was everything she <laughs> said that she was. And <laughs> yeah. that just, it seems so crazy, like this God thing had happened. And so you, you have to be careful sometimes because we have a tendency to get like, we, people can get a little over spiritual when they want it to be what they want it to be. Right. Exactly, and they start yeah. looking for a reason why this is all God, you know, speaking. So we, I, I think we were both looking for confirmations. Like, yeah. um, you know, we heard this, it seemed so right. You could feel the, you, you could just feel the, the impact of the collision of it coming together. Yeah, that's so good. I love to what you, I mean, just pause for a second. What, one of the things that you're kind of like speaking into is the fact that God was preparing you. You know, he, he doesn't move quickly, but he moves suddenly is this idea that like he prepares your heart for <laughs> exactly. tragedy, trial, transition, or even good things that he's bringing into your life. He prepares your heart first. Yeah. And there are oftentimes, oftentimes people, you know, they, um, they're not posturing themselves in a place where they can receive. And so that's why maybe these things will either surprise them, like they're surprised by, and and we're always surprised by tragedy, right? Always. But when you're walking with the Lord and posturing your heart, um, you can look back and go, wait, there's some things that God's been doing to prepare me for this tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then sometimes we're surprised by the good things that God brings into our life Fair. in the sense yes. that um, it it passes us up because we weren't there to yeah. like take yeah. hold of it. You that can also be too busy to really exactly. allow God to posture yeah. you and, and to and to prepare and to mold you and to form you into all that. You know, like that season of rest for me was so yeah. hard. Yeah. But God did so much work on the inside right. of me to, to to prepare me to come in yeah, and, I mean, and be able to love Kennedy, yep. our special needs daughter, and to be able to step in and, and be a support yep. to Brent and, and my whole world and to not carry my own baggage. Yeah, we into both this, just been know, in the season of preparation. I mean, my world had just like I I describe it as like you know you see when when a um, when a plane's falling apart and people are being sucked through the windows yeah. and all the parts and pieces are yeah. coming apart. I mean, that's how I felt my my world looked like, and I had done that to myself. I made a decision um, to um, make such drastic changes in my yeah. life that I knew were going to be painful. I knew, um, you know, but I, I felt like this urging. I knew that that's what God, like God had a bigger plan and a bigger yep. purpose for me. Yep. And it was almost like I just closed my eyes and jumped. And yep. um, I, I, you know, and then, then once I was in, there was nothing else I could right. do, but yeah. just go. And 
Well, um, I think one of those limiting beliefs that I come across oftentimes and that I've found myself susceptible to is that wherever my life kind of lands me, so if it lands me in the valley of the shadow of death, sure. then I tend to think that that's like a destination when it's not, it's no. it's a preparation. Exactly. Right? exactly. And so exactly. what we can get into is where we go, oh, wait, this is how things are going to be forever and ever and ever. Yeah. It becomes this limiting belief. It becomes this like um, this sense of permanence where it's like, wait, I didn't see this coming. And now I don't know how in the world it, life could be anything other than this. And this yeah. must be the destination mm-hmm. that God has for me. No, 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 no. Sure. This is something where God is, he's well, preparing you A lot of times people want to pick else. that up and like sew it as a badge yeah. on their sleeve. Right. You know, and, and it's it's always going to leave a mark. It's it's part of shaping you and into who you are. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't believe that it's supposed to be, you know, every, it, that's all you are, yep. you know, like you're not just Davy who's, whose wife died and, right. you know, that, that tragedy. And, you know, I got to a point where I, I like stood in my living room and I was like, I don't want this life mm. that life handed us. Like my girls deserve a better life than than this one that we've been handed. Mm. And I don't believe that this was God's best, but we live in a fallen world with sickness, yeah. disease, hurt, pain, grief, you know, devastation, right. disappointment, all these things, but this is not the life that I want. You know, right. like this life that I lived is is shaping me and is molding me and is making me softer and and love people more and mm. you know is is preparing me for my next season. But this is not the life that I want. And then you know I I set into just like Brendan, I set into figuring out what that life is that yeah. that I did want. And there's so much power there in in taking back control of your that's life it, because yeah. it's not a destination. You right. know, and and that's, that's exactly true. Right. Yeah. And and I think that. Um, that's where we get, we lose our sense of control or our locus of control when tragedy mm-hmm. happens yeah. in our life. And th- it's true. Like control is the greatest illusion in this world. I mean, like right now, each one of us could get a phone call that completely turns our world upside exactly. down again. Right. Sure. So at the end of the day, God's in control of things. And yet he's also put inside of us the Holy Spirit to uh, to participate with him in the work of this world and okay. to be able to operate. And there's things that he's put inside of our realm to control. Mm -hmm. And if we lose all sense of control, then we wind up a victim. We wind up in this place where we wallow, where we can't get out of it. Um, But if we recognize, okay, there's some things I can't control. I can't control what happened to me. Mm -hmm. Cannot control that. But I do get to control how I respond to that. And that sense of control is an empowering feeling. It becomes this like, wait, there's... And I would tend to say that there's probably more that we uh, can control in the midst of tragedy than we give ourselves credit for. Sure, absolutely. You know, I run into a lot more victim mentalities than I do anything. Yeah, it's yeah. an easy absolutely. place for people to it's an easy place for people to sit and identify and to, just to get stuck. I mean, right. it takes a lot of work not to be a And victim. not to sound harsh, yeah. but you know, it it's um it's excuses, yeah. you know, and um you know, of course there's a nicer way to say that as as a coach and and as a, you know, a a person who who works with grieving hurting people, yeah. you know, but at some point you know, I had to get to the point where, you know, my husband dying and leaving me as a single mom of these two girls wasn't my excuse yeah. for not going out and, yeah. and recreating the life that that God had waiting for me. God has a beautiful plan waiting for every single person that has walked through tragedy and disappointment mm-hmm. and devastation. Yep. But it's our responsibility to pick up all those broken pieces right. and allow God to use us to create something beautiful out of it again. Yeah. And, you know, I get so many people who are like, wow, I just never thought that it was my responsibility to pick up my yeah. mess and allow God to make something beautiful out of it again. Yep. And it is absolutely the responsibility of every single person who has been through that absolutely. to allow the Holy Spirit to come in That's it. and empower us to pick up those pieces 
and, and to allow him. And, you know, like my, my pretty glass vase doesn't look like it used to, mm. you know, all the pieces were shattered and they're jagged and they were sharp and they were ugly and they, they cut me and they caused hurt to a lot of people around me. And, and, you know, it probably still has cracks. If you look in it, you know, it, it didn't go back together the way that it was mm-hmm. before, but it's beautiful again, yeah. you know, and it's holding my flowers yeah. and, and it, and it sits on my table and, and it is it's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I had to allow God to do that. That's so good. Jana, I love what you said. I mean, I know you, you, you have to be sensitive when you're talking to people who walk through tragedy, but um, you know, when it comes to this idea of excuses, but I was, you know, just reading the other day, John chapter five, Jesus comes into the city of Jerusalem and he mm-hmm. goes to the pools of Bethesda, yeah. which means the place of mercy. mercy and he, yeah. and he meets this invalid, this guy who's been paralyzed for 38 years, yeah. who's sitting there and he asks him, well, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you healed basically? Yeah. And the guy's like, well, every time that I like yes. want to, someone else steps into the yes. water before me when the angel stirs it up and I just can't. And he has all these different excuses and Jesus yeah. looks at him and goes, do you want to be healed? Yeah. And I think, I think those there's yeah. two things within that that's so poignant and powerful for us, for us is that Jesus comes and he like comes to our pain. Yeah. So our pain matters. He meets us to where him. we're at. He meets us where we're at. And then then he doesn't force himself mm-hmm. to um you know we say nothing is wasted, right? He's yeah. not forcing that on us. Sure. He's he's going to say, "Hey, are, will you invite me into this? Yeah. Like do you really want to sure. be healed?" And so yeah. we have a responsibility to go, "Hey, yes. Jesus, I'm inviting yes. you into this. Yes. I don't want this to be wasted. I know that you don't. So I'm inviting your work to redeem this into my life sure. and and whatever you need me to do to partner with you in that I'm going to get up and do it For sure. no matter how how difficult yes. it is. Yeah, and you got to step into that. That's right. And yeah. Jesus goes, "Okay, get up and walk." Yeah. Can you imagine like this guy yeah. had to make a conscious decision for 38 years he's been sitting there and he's all of a sudden going to go Wait right, a so second, now, that I'm gonna, is crazy, now I'm going to use my you know? legs. Now yeah. I'm going to like actually get but up. But it was and walk. an action. It was a choice. Was he had exa- a choice to make. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. So that's so good. Okay, so continue. I'm sorry, I had to pause right no, there, but that no, no. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, this is an, it's an incredible love story that then just continues to grow. It's just, um, I mean, at every it's every twist and turn, um, you know, just it, some days I look back. It's been, we've been married um, for a year and a half now, and I, yeah. I always joke. I'm like, is this is this going to end? Like, <laughs> is this is, is this going to is going to is this going to wear off? Because it's mm. um, it's just a it's a deep, genuine love of two people who. Um, um, just really care about each other, um, who have experienced, um, you know, just uh, a tremendous tragedy and a long yeah. road uh, to get to where we are today and that have just a mutual love for people and hurting people. Yeah. And um, it's one of the things that just that really, I think, connects us. And in that first date, you know, as we started, you know, talking about, um, because, you know, when, when you date somebody um, from across the country, um yeah, and we live in the the world of uh, of social social media and online. You know, the mm-hmm. it's not going to take her long to figure out, like, oh yeah, that that one time when you went to prison, and <laughs> um, and you know, I, I as a young businessman, um, like in my early, like it's, I guess it's been twenty two, twenty three years ago. Um, you know, I spent some time in federal prison, and um, and it. Uh, it was, it was a difficult time. It um, it was, uh, but it was something that prepared me to do what, what I'm doing mm-hmm. today. And during that, you know, during that season, um, I learned to love people at a different level, to mm-hmm. care about people at a different level, to have compassion for people at a different level. Um, I, I just I became connected to people, and mm-hmm. uh, the the success that I found in life um, later on. I mean, you know, God always just gave me more than my fair share. We just had, um, just you know you know, business after business that just, um, uh, you know, where, you know, he just 
just really provided for my mm-hmm. family and provided for the families of the people that worked for us. And it was just, um, and there were ups and downs and times of things that, you know, anytime you, anytime you're out there and you're an entrepreneur, there's lots of ups and downs. You're trying to figure out, you know, all right, God, what's your plan and all right. this. And you look back now and you're like, okay, this all makes, this yeah. all makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, but there was never any piece that really made sense to the, the prison part. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't really make sense of that, I, I, I knew that it changed me, it softened me. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I had been maybe a little bit more of a rigid person, a little more of uh, me centered and focused. Um, I, um, but I didn't really know what that, you know, what that meant. And a lot of years had passed, you know, it was like, you're like, I mean, was I supposed to have a prison ministry? Was I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was like, what was I supposed to be involved in? You know, we always, I mean, there was, you know, we always had sort of a soft spot for, um, people who I call overcomers or yeah. second chances, you know, yeah. I was, yeah. you know, um, you know, the guys that worked, uh, guys and gals that worked for me through the years, you know, a lot of them had stories and a lot mm-hmm. of them had, um, a lot of them had, um, past and histories and things that, um, you know, that maybe another person wouldn't give them a shot. So I always identified with them, but I didn't really understand like, Hey, how's God really going to, you know, how am I going to roll my sleeves up and really put some muscle yeah. behind, yeah. behind this? And what's that look like? And am I not doing that? Is he saying it to me and I'm just not listening or does it, you know, um, you know, and I struggled with it, you know, and, yeah. um, I had somebody that planted that, um, that planted that, um, um, the, you know, as we get into that story, I'll talk more about that, but we, uh, the planted this, the, the thought in my head where she said, you know, just remember Brent, you know, uh, God does not waste pain. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I always held on to that. I was like, okay, well, he's not going to waste all this. So there's going <laughs> to yeah. be something someday. Yeah. Right. And so as we're, you know, as we're on our very first date and I'm like, Hey, look, this is really hard. I'm going to have to share this with you. Um, well, the but, whole time we'd been like FaceTime dating, he's like, I just really have something to that I need to tell you. And I'm like, well, just spit it out. Yeah. And he's like, well, I, I just want to tell you in person. So I'm like nervous. First <laughs> like, of all, I've wow, never met okay. this guy. All my friends were like, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a catfish. He's not really who he says he <laughs> is. Like, where are you going to dinner? If we don't hear from you by like 730, we're coming to get you, you know. Um, but it was it was this prison piece and it was weighing so mm. heavily on him because for, for your whole life, right? Yeah, it comes with judgment. Been- it comes with... Yeah, you know, just speculation the whole life that comes with judgment. And, I mean, every yeah. time, every twi- it made my life was ten, hundred times, thousand times harder than everybody else's because at every twist and turn of life, um, I was reminded, reminded of, uh, of it and, wow. and labeled with that, and uh, it was hard to break free. I mean, you know, I, I was telling somebody we are, had dinner with here while we we're in town last night. I said, you know, it was hard. I remember the, I remember the Indianapolis Business Journal here. You know, I was like, they love to write stories about success, and they would always give us yeah. a pat on the back and tell us, hey, you know, thanks for all the jobs you're bringing to the community, or thanks for all the great things you're doing. But you know the article is always uh, 25% pound the back and we're so happy for what you're doing for the community. And then 75%, oh, oh by the way. Um, Owner Brent Seaman is, is. A former, you know, yeah. went to prison, did this and that. And, and you'll probably identify with that. I mean, your story sometimes becomes bigger than who you, than yep. who you are and you got to not let it create a shadow over you that keeps yeah, exactly. you from, you know, because you, you know, God has this, um, uh, he has this purpose and, and Davy that's, that's bigger than this really big story. And it'll take some time before it's not always the sub story of everything. And it's important. It's part of who you are and what's made you, um, the person you are and, and brought you to this place to impact lives and mm. do the things that you're doing. Um, but sometimes it can be an annoyance, you know, it's just like, yeah, Come exactly. on, what about me? I, yeah. I still, I still have, um, um, some, you know, something to contribute outside, right. outside of that. Right. And uh, so it was that night when we, um, we were in Triangle Park down in, uh, down um, in Lexington. downtown Lexington. And I said, I, I just couldn't tell you this over the phone. I could feel this happening. I could feel, I, I knew, I mean, we were already talking about, we hadn't even met each other. We were already mm. talking about getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we just talked on the phone right. a couple of days yeah. before. Like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> so I know it sounded so crazy. It sounded crazy to us. It even. still sounds crazy. It still sorta. sounds crazy. <laughs> but we're here. We did it. Yeah. And um, 
and I, you know, I said, no, let me tell you, I always tell you the story and you have to hear it from me because I don't want you to hear it from anybody else. Mm-hmm. And when you get cornered with this, I want you to know it and I want you to have heard it from me and, and not to be something that catches you off guard. Yeah. And um, that's a tough story to tell yeah. because, you know, you think all this journey. So I, I ripped my life apart to go prepare myself for what God had in store right. for me. I went through, you know, all this coaching and training and preparation and getting ready for like, you know, for what God had for me right. out there. Um, I'm trying to find the purpose in my pain and find, mm-hmm. you know, like the, you know, like the meaning and all that. And I'm, and I'm feeling like it's right there. And I know this one conversation could blow the whole thing up wow. because what if, right? you know, what if that was too much for her to handle? What if that, um, you know, was just something that she wasn't going to be able to, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to look past or whatever. I mean, she'd only known me for uh, eight days. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I think what happened is we thought that I thought like, oh, wow, this is going to push us apart and I'm right. going to have to do some work to get over this. But what happened is actually like brought us in closer. Wow. And I think in that moment, it was like we both realized that there was something different about both of us that um, one through this journey that we had each went through that we loved people different, yeah. um, that we had um, a desire to see people um, find hope and mm. restoration, and that we um, we also had ex- experienced extreme loss and mm. disappointment, and we had um, and and had tough stuff that we had went through. Where, yep. and you know, we described it like you know, hey, it's just like sort of it's just you and whatever God's going to do, mm. and not everybody's ever had that put out, you know, put on them. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, to have your freedom taken, taken away to be, I mean, I mean, I was in federal prison where they uh, executed Timothy McVeigh. I mean, it was not, you know, it was, uh, it it was, uh, it was an experience, you know, it was like to have your freedom taken away from you, to have your name tarnished, to be labeled with that, to live a lifetime, um, uh, you know, of, of just constantly having to fight and prove yourself. Um, and then just the brokenness that, I mean, it hurts. I mean, the pain that it caused my, you know, uh, my family and my friends and Man. people around us. And so I think we both found each other. Like all of a sudden it was like, like uh, that night it was like, okay, hold on a second. All this is making, like making sense. Like yeah. what's drawing us, like yeah. what's been drawing us together. And um, it was just really, na- it was just really, it was just so natural and things just, um, but it, you know, it was, it was interesting. I remember the first time I went to her, her house and I remember walking, um, walking in the house and, you know, it looked like John had just went away somewhere for the weekend. I mean, his glasses were on the counter and his car keys mm-hmm. and, you know, the house was, just looked like, a, and I, I remember thinking to myself like, other, oh, you know, in fact, a couple months into it, I was just, she was, I'm like, are you really moving to? Oh, I know, like, you know, we had talked, we we're talking about marriage. We had a wedding date, you know, before we ever got like quote unquote engaged, right? You know, yeah. like we just we just did totally things like unorthodox and and out of the ordinary. And um, you know, he came over, and here I'm telling him, yeah, I'm gonna move to Naples, and you know, you know, I just not I, a box I, pack, I, not a thing I'm, moved. He he comes to visit one time, and he just like looks, and there's nothing. I was like, I was, it was just too much for me to do on my own. Yeah. You know, I'd done so much of the grieving process and, and so much healing and, and so much, you know, and it was like, that was like a hurdle that like, I just couldn't, couldn't mm. step over. And it actually became another just really beautiful moment for, for us to, to, wow. to do together. And, and he sort of helped me. It was like, I knew that I couldn't pack the rest of my house yeah, yeah. before I went through his stuff. Right. Because right. I'm not going to yeah, take, so I'm not going to take his pack. deodorant and his razors with yeah. us, but you know, I couldn't throw that stuff away. Yeah. You know, there was just, there's like. I, I remember know, it was the finality like, of that. It was final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was finality. I mean, yeah. you, you probably know that. Feeling. Yeah, she, exactly. she looked at me and then she was just like, I really, I need you to do this with me. And I, I remember feeling so like overwhelmed, like really like, yeah. well, I don't know if it's my place, 
you know, to, to do, to do this with you. And, um, and some people just do it, you know, like in the first week, you know, out of just like, you know, before like mm-hmm. the emotions really hit them and, you know, maybe that's better. I don't know for me, I just, I just couldn't do it. You know, I didn't have friends offer to come help me or to walk that with me, you know? Yeah. And, um, it just, it sort of brought, I think a, a piece to me almost yeah. to, to have that there. Right. Um, so, you know, once we got that, um, that sorted through and it was just, it was so great to, it to live through that cra- with it Brent because great- it allowed him to know John on yeah, a deeper right, level, say, you know, yeah. and like yeah, exactly. he said, you know, he, John was a big personality. I mean, this guy was, he was Green Beret special forces. Wow. Uh, I mean, this guy, I mean, I was almost like a little, I was like a fan. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like going through the stuff, like James going through and telling me all the stories. I mean, like in their basement, I mean, this, he did real stuff. Like he was involved in two wars and he had, um, um, he had all these neat stories. And I mean, he's always been an overachiever. He started out, you know, young, young kid as an Eagle Scout. And I mean, whatever he put his hand to, he excelled in Yeah, and, and he became great at, and he, you know, was a lover of many things. You know, he would get into like a photography Mm -hmm. habit, you know, and he'd buy like the best camera, the nicest. (laughs) lights, all this stuff, you know? And so it was like, whatever, we had just like a a basement full of all of like his hobbies. And it was just, it was just so cool to go through and to be able to tell him about, you know, so she's on the basement floor. It was like a week. It took a week. (laughs) So she's on the basement floor and I brought things out one tote at a time and she went through and then she told me the story. And, you know, we still do a lot. A lot of times I sit, we'll sit around and be like, you know, Jane, um, tell me a story. That's so good. Brent is such an incredible guy. Well, I think it's such an important thing when you're talking about, you know, Blending two people who have a rich past. Of course. Because you're not going to get to know that person for who they truly are because what made that person who they truly are is their past. Is all that yeah. stuff. And, and to, for and you to be able to go, it, you yeah, know? So I'm just exactly. like, you know, tell me a story. Keep it fresh in your mind. Like, tell me what was the best vacation you guys That's had. That's so great. What did yeah. it sound like? You know, well, what did you guys do? Where, where'd you go? I mean, the first time we talked on the phone, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm like very blunt, you know, I'm like upfront in your face. Yeah. I'm like, listen, you know, I, I have this dead husband who's going to be a part of my life forever. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to celebrate his birthdays. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about him. We're going to, you know, celebrate the anniversaries. And I have two kids of his that that that's their dad, yep. you know. So I know I have always told God it's going to take some crazy yeah. person to step into this world, yeah. you know. And and if you think that's you, then best okay. of luck, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like you know. Yeah. More, what's funny about our personalities is um, that we did premarital counseling with her um, pastor in Lexington, and um, he is uh, he's actually a. He a, thought we cheated because yeah. our <laughs> yeah. he said I didn't know better. I think you guys cheated, but he said this is what I'm most concerned about. He says if I was if I didn't know you and know that like God's anointing on this marriage, he's like. I don't think you guys get married. Yeah. You're so your personalities are so alike, um, and that you know. And he, you know, he put his science behind it, mm-hmm. behind the testing, and the and to say, you know, hey, this is this is why I think um, you typically would not find success. <laughs> so I, we were like, hey, thank you very much. <laughs> so, like, all, wow. Thanks for all the encouragement, but. Yeah. Wow. Um, but no, it, it, you know, it, it was a, you know, that's difficult. It's difficult to bring two families together where there's that type of hurt. I mean, you but know, I mean, just like you have to allow God, just like we were talking about, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to come yeah. in and, and do that work of healing and to allow you to move forward. You know, you have to allow, you know, I had to open up myself yeah. to allow Brent to come into that world with me. Yeah. And, you know, I work with so many widows who are, are, you know, this, this is almost the mentality, you know, well, that's my past life. Don't touch that. That's untouchable mm. to you. You can't go there. You know, he'll always be this. He'll always be wow. that. You know, that's the only dad my kids will ever have, you know? And it's like you, you close the door on all this beauty that God is trying to bring to you and you shut out these wonderful, you know, 
great men exist, women, yeah. you know, men that yeah. want to come in and, and love you and help you pick up those pieces exactly. and, and love your kids. Because it's so unfortunate that my girl's dad has to live in heaven now, mm. but that's not their fault. They deserve to have that's an right. earthly dad that's right. and they need that. Yeah. And God brought that person to them. But I could have so easily been like, no, 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 that's not your role. Mm. Don't touch that, you know? Yeah. And no, 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 they're not going to call you dad. But you know, when my little five-year-old looked at Brent and said, can I call you dad? Mm. You know, it's just like the most precious, beautiful it thing, is. you know, because, and actually we don't tell this part of the story yeah, I love, much. I, but I love the story where God planted, um, the, the the initial planting of the seed of that there would be like, you know, hey, you should go out and find um, a new husband. The stories, I mean, I used to have to grab the Kleenexes. I know, I know. <laughs> it was, um, you know, he, he died on a Wednesday night and, you know, it was planned and, you know, I, I, I had to make the decision to take him off of life mm. support and, um, it was like that that waiting game was just brutal, you know, and the doctors expected it to happen a lot quicker than it did, you know, and we had our our, per, our pastors and, you know, worship leaders and, you know, we just, we, we sang and laughed and, and told yeah. stories and his childhood friends and, and his brother and, and sister-in-law and, you know, we just all surrounded him and like ushered him in yeah. from this room full of worship, like yeah. into the most incredible worship experience wow. that, that I think that anyone could ever experience. Yeah. And, you know, all that's over. And, you know, I went through saying my um, goodbyes and it was really hard to, to leave that hospital mm. the, the last time. And I got home to my parents' house where my kids were at. It's like 10 o'clock. And um, I obviously wasn't going to wake wake my, da- my daughter up, but um, I knew what was waiting for me in the morning. Mm. And that's that conversation. And um, although that I knew I was going to take him off of light support and we had talked to the doctors about that, that's not a conversation that I had with her up front. You know, right. I told her what she needed to know because I wanted her to be prepared. You know, she knew that her dad was really sick and that mm. there were machines that were helping him breathe. And, you know, that we were believing for God to, to work in his body, but that, you know, he was really weak and, you know, all these things. So yeah. I, I, I prepared her um, and, and didn't try to like mask what was really happening right. in, in our family. And so she woke up the next morning. I didn't sleep at all. You know, I was just playing this over, like, how am I going to start this conversation? You know, and um, the baby was too young. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't know or, or understand. So I just knew that, you know, my, my precious little Madeline, mm-hmm. like, how do, how do I tell her, God, that, that her dad died, you yeah. know? And, um, she woke up, and so I went into the room there at my parents' house and crawled up in the bed with her. And, you know, she initiated the conversation. Mm. She said, Mom, how's Dad doing? Mm. And I was just like, oh, you know, I was trying to, like, work my way into this conversation, right, right. you know, and it just, like, hit me in in the face. And um, what I said to her in that moment shaped how we lived out our grief. Mm. And, and I said to her, I said, you know what, Mads? Your dad is doing awesome, mm. and and he's healed, and he's whole, and he's restored, and wow. God has made him new again. Wow. You know, he doesn't have to have those machines helping him breathe. He's not he's not sick. You know, he doesn't have those sores on his body from yeah. laying in the hospital bed. Is he's not fighting cancer? That yeah. that chemotherapy that made him so sick. Like he's not dealing with that anymore. His legs are strong. He can walk again. Yeah. You know, and and just like painted this glorious picture. Wow of how her dad went from like this fallen earthly world where he was struggling as we all are. Right. And we're really good at masking it. You know, we all carry hurt and disappointment and, and, you know, now he has arrived to every Christian's ultimate destination. Right. right? You know, that is the destination. And, um, the very next words out of her mouth are, 
am I going to get a new dad? Mm. Are you going to get married again? And um, to say that that had not crossed my mind is an understatement. You know, right. I'm like, I am grieving the, the right. and even though I like, you know, I took him off of life support and you think we had this long cancer battle. And so I had lots of time to prepare mm-hmm. for this. That's 15 actually, months. It was a long time. So yeah, yeah it, he, he died cancer free though. Right. You know, so he, you know, we, we beat leukemia. We had a small relapse. He had the bone marrow transplant and, you know, all this stuff. But then he got hit with a case of pneumonia and his body was so weak from mm. all the treatments and all this yep. that he just couldn't recover. So it was like, God, you took us through all this. Yeah. I mean, we had mountaintops and we had valleys and we had victories and we had defeats and we had bad days and good days and days yeah. that were worse than imaginable. And then days where I was so full of hope mm. that I I envisioned us at home together as a family, you yeah. know, and then it was like, you know, the the rug got pulled out from under me and you know all my all my hopes came crushing in wow. you know but that seed of a dream of a new family mm. came from my 5 year old wow in in the moments after being being told their dad yeah. was died you know and so you know these these kids have that need and they yeah. and they they have these hopes and they have these dreams and and God used her to plant that seed in me yeah. and and to to be open to that cuz mm. I don't think you know without that that you know, I don't, I don't know that I, I yeah. may not have been ready to step into that. You know, um, it was just incredible. Wow. So. Well, I mean, I think the, the whole conversation about, you know, you're saying that you've worked with widows who are very hesitant and closed off to mm-hmm. allowing, um, you know, their, their new husband or someone else, you know, to come sure. into that space. Um, I, I, when you look at the kingdom of God, of course, death and cancer and tragedy is not what Jesus had in mind. Of course. But his plan for it all is redemption. Exactly. And so therefore his plan for broken families is redemption. Restoration. And restoration, yeah. which means no ordinary family. Of course. A, a family that doesn't, that looks, wait a minute, this is blended. This <laughs> yeah. is different. Hold on a second. Yeah. And if we understood like the kingdom perspective of that yeah. and we received it, as Jesus said, like a child. Sure. Unless you can yeah. receive me as one of these little ones do, is yeah. what he told his disciples, yeah. then you're going to have trouble seeing the kingdom. Yeah. Because the kingdom is all about restoration. Sure. I mean, even when the city absolutely. of Jerusalem was burned down, yeah. right? Yeah. The city of Jerusalem burned down, it's crumbles. You know, it's in like an absolute, uh, like, um, you know, devastation. And then they go back to rebuild the, the walls. Mm-hmm. And the way they rebuilt the walls was they didn't just lay all these new bricks. Yeah. They took some of the old charred bricks and they mixed it with new bricks. Exactly. And so you had this like, yeah. you know, this... This Mix, mosaic mash, of pish posh kind yeah, of thing, yeah. exactly, and that's like that's our lives. When exactly. he rebuilds things, he yeah. continues to bring the past into that, restores that, brings yeah. a new purpose, sure. and that's I think a great picture of the kingdom of God. Absolutely, blending families, and so be encouraged if you're blending a family or if you're walking Absolutely. in restoration. God has a yes. beautiful plan for that. Yes, and, it's not yeah. this like oh, it's a blight on my. Or, oh, I could never have I, what I had yeah. before, you know, and it's not going to look like what you had before. Yeah. And it'll that's be, okay. It'll, it'll be, be a different, different and beautiful new. picture. Yeah. And yeah. in this new season and this new thing. Right. And it doesn't always have to be measured against that. I no, think it there's doesn't. so many yeah. people, exactly. yeah. people get stuck in the measuring yeah. of against that and then and just worry. So there's so many rules and unspoken right. um, expectations. Know, expectations. And, yeah. and it's just, um, hmm. yeah. I mean, but, but I think that when you. Talk, and I mean, what Brent and I have is not better or worse or, or greater. It's just, it's yeah. different. It is new. It's it's what God is doing right now yeah. in in our life and Man. in our blended family. I mean, what uh, what a blessing the kids are to each other. So you know, when you have a special needs sibling, um, the you know your I mean, you want to talk about 
it's, uh, they're sort of their own set of, of you know brokenness and hurt yeah. and just tragedy with in real life ongoing every day is you know to grow up in a family where um, you have a, a sibling that's um, you know that's disabled I mean you know that's that takes all the show you know it's like right. every you know all the things that normal families do like go to an ice cream shop or go to a movie or out to dinner or you know everything everything in our world is compromised um, yeah. around that so everything is about Kennedy and um, the kids become sort of second caretakers everybody's trying mm. to get in where they fit in and they're all <laughs> yeah. trying to help out yeah um, but what happens is all the kids um, are very compassionate so they just they see yeah. life through a different lens and they're loving and gentle spirited yeah. and um, they just have um, um, they just have a gentle nature about themselves and what it did is it created a um, just this it, it just created the safe place for mm. Madeline and Elizabeth just to step yeah. right into and be loved and to. I just... mean, they feel like they hit the lottery, right? <laughs> to have all these brothers and sisters yeah. and and a, and a dad and you know, I mean, Madeline is just you know continues to verbalize yeah. the gift yeah. of this new family. Yeah, I remember. I mean, well, and let me touch on and vice versa. My my yeah. kids were, you know, what happened is when divorce you know, brings just as much pain. Yeah, there's a lot of pain. Yeah. You know. The, you know. And I think that what they were able to do is not only to, um, while they were sort of loving and comforting the two new ones coming in, the two new ones, because of their own pain and connection with, um, you know, they, there's a gentle spirit about them. They have they have a big heart. They have an understanding of this yeah. world that not everybody at five years old yeah. or six years yeah. old understands, right? right? And so um, that made it real natural for them to step into our world where there's this unnormal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, but it's been, you know, I remember one of the, oh man, one of the, one of the, uh, we we try uh, like I said we really try to honor John in every event or opportunity we, that we can and we went to um, um, you know of course he was this decorated war hero and um, he we went to he's he's buried in this this beautiful or this, beautiful this national, national cemetery, cemetery. Yeah, it's right. just sort of breathtaking awe you know it's right. just like just being there is just. I don't know. It's just an experience. Yeah. And so I'm there with Madeline, and um, they have the, a Memorial Day celebration every year, and we we always take the the wow. kids the kids back for that. So we were there for for that, for that this past year in May. Yeah, and she said she came. You know, so like you know, I'm trying to find my place, right? Yeah. So here's Jaina and the two girls, and like the you know, it's hard when when you are looking in, like you know, it's like there's this person that I love. Yeah, uh, I mean you. I'm saying this to you, like yeah. as if you don't understand yeah. this, but you live this every day yeah. in your in your world, and I'm sure yeah. that you know if um, Christy was here, and she would she would relate to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's um, you know, it's hard to see somebody that you love so much. Like I, sometimes I even say, oh, I wish I was there for her when mm-hmm. she, that happened, because like I hate that she went through this without right. me. Right. As weird as that. Yeah, it, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. As yep. weird as that sounds. Absolutely. And so I'm watching them at the grave, and they're talking um, about their dad, and um, you know, so, so first, you know, it's like you talk this awkward moment. You have like Jane is like to the little baby, like kiss your dad. The baby jumps up, runs across runs the to cemetery Brent. to me. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then at the same time, then Madeline comes over and she sits on my, um, you know, I'm trying to comfort everybody yeah. and comfort Jaina. And she's, you know, it's a hard day. It's yeah. a hard situation. And Maddie comes over and just, her, just in her, just her Maddie way. She like sits on your knee, put her, put her arm around his shoulder and um, tell, yeah, tell him what like, she said. She sits on my knee, puts her arm around my shoulder. And she says, you know, dad, this is sort of a sad day, but it's a happy day too. She says, I just, you know, I'm so sad that my dad died and he's mm-hmm. not here, but you know, if he wouldn't have died, I wouldn't have you. And I'm so happy that I have you. Wow. And, I'll, and you're just like, you know, what do you say with that? Yeah. And this little bitty, this little bitty girl yeah. sitting on your knee who is processing that wow. and understanding that she's six years old. And, and like trying, uh, trying, to, trying to, to put that in that, words. Trying to live in that paradox. Yeah. 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 You know, where the, that and 
paradox that we don't like to live in. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. We yeah. want to try to like make things mutually exclusive exactly. and say, but, but, you know, no, this is an and. Yeah. And so and those are all that. the things. Yeah. There's so many dynamics and, and stuff that go on into a family where there's, where there's loss and hurt and uh, I call them landmines. You know, there's just these yeah. landmines that are in our life. Um, and I think that, you know, um, that's where you just, that's where you just really um, are assured that like, hey, God had his hand in this thing. Yeah. It was meant to be. Um, we're being obedient. We're following. We're trusting because when those landmines and the things that go off, um, you know, because there's a lot of energy around this marriage. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of people with expectations of how it should have looked, would have looked, uh, how it could have looked. Yeah. You have people, you know, she relocated, there's family left behind, there's, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, pre- my previous relationship and kids. And we just, there's just a lot of things yeah. going on in the landmines. And despite all those things going off and all the noise around her, there's just this quiet calm just with Jane and I that mm-hmm. always remains. And it's just, it's, it's, um, we never skip a beat. It just never, it, it never comes off the track. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's just a, a comfort in it. And it's yeah. just, um, it's an incredible thing. Wow. And, and so that's, you know, so what do you do with all that, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was just about to ask that. Yeah, we do so it all that. What so, I love about your story is, yeah. I mean, you guys have layers and layers and layers of loss and hurt and tragedy and all these different things you've walked through. I mean, geez, just lay them all out there. They are, they're there. But then what you've decided to do is you've decided to find purpose in that. Exactly. And turn it around to help other people. For sure. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. So I like to come to um, Kentucky as I was vetting out the, the the love of my life. You know, I was I just wanted to know everybody that she knew, and I wanted to know how they knew her, and I wanted to know how. When I say how they knew her, know her like the way right. that they got to experience her. Right. And um, I was just in love. We with both this. had a lot on the line, you know, and um, so it was a, it was such an intentional like deep process and, and work, you know, and I had this, this church community and this church family that I have been with since I was a teenager, you know, mm-hmm. I left and went to, to Bible college and, but you know, I came home like, you know, this, this pastor of mine is, is like a spiritual father to me mm-hmm. and, um, has, has walked some really ugly roads with me long before John even came into my life mm-hmm. and, and then, and then died, you know? So it's like, you know, all these people and, and I thought, because I know God's voice, I knew what He was speaking to me, but I needed confirmation in that from you know my, right. my spiritual head, and um, you know as as a widow, like you know I just believe that there is a place as a as a pastor in your life mm-hmm. um, when you're submitted to that local church and mm-hmm. and in God's design like that, and. You know, so I remember, you know, I was meeting with a lady at my church um, every week, and you know, I was telling her uh, what. I felt like God was doing and and she was just like, "Oh no, I you know, I don't I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> I just I really think you need to step back and and just take mm. some time and you know, you just need to go really slow <laughs> and and just make sure, you know, and just, you know, spend 6 months or, or a year and and just make sure that this is what, you know, God has for you and and, and inside me I'm feeling like this urgency, right? This like ap- this propelling that is like forcing us into um some big like whirlwind process, you know, or, or I felt like we were going to get married really soon, that mm-hmm. this was all going to un- unwind and unravel. And um, at the same time, I'm sort of being, I'm trying to find that balance, right, between between where I'm at and, right. and the spiritual mentor that I had. And I was like, okay, you know, well, meet, come meet my pastors, you know, come meet my family. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what all this is going to look like yet, but... Um, and, and so we did. We we dated, and he got to meet you know one and of my pastors. One, yeah, and the my... pastor actually he actually flew down to Florida and married us. Um, we <laughs> became really close, and he and I became sort of a friend, built a friendship out of it. And um, but you know I spent a lot of time with him, but not the senior pastor. And he's the the associate pastor, and um, and really know Jane had known Jane had grew you know grew up she had grown up in youth group with him, and just really and and we just uh, later on I found out I was really like them. Uh, 
sort of checking, you know, like this church had really like yeah. adopted Jana. So, I mean, she'd grown up there. Uh, she'd went through this, this, she'd went through this trial of, of, and I grew up in a divorced home. So there's like, like all kinds, I got all kinds of issues in the past, you know, so I grew up in a broken home, broken family, you know, some believers, some not believers, some believers who like, you know, just have drug addiction and, and alcoholism and, right. you know, all kinds of messy, messy stuff going on in life. Right. But God's design is, is way bigger than right. all that stuff that you have walked through. Um, and so this community of people that I do life with, they're my people, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, you know, we, we, we always call it a family of choice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have your family yep. of your family of choice and, and these were those people for me. So Brent and I, we got married, um, it's beautiful, um, quiet little intimate ceremony on the beach. And, you know, my family from Kentucky came down and, and my youth pastor from Kentucky who's the associate pastor there now. And he married John he and his beautiful Jana. wife. He married, he married John and <laughs> wow. I, he did John's memorial service. Wow. So it's just like God's design is, is so beautiful for yeah. that. And a couple what was it? Maybe like a couple of weeks after the a couple wedding. Couple weeks like we went back because Jana had sold. She was selling her house, and you know, sold as everything lined over up, list I mean, in like four yeah. hours. Yeah, so she had just wow. multiple way offers God... over the list. Four hours. It was it was quick. Wow. Um, but you know, just continued to comp those doors. We agreed. Doors open. Yep. We walked through them. You know, we stuck to those rules, and so it was a probably. Um, it was probably like two weeks, two or three weeks after. Um, you know, sort of the nostalgia of the wedding had calmed down a little bit, and now it's time to like move to Florida and merge the families and we were at a um a night of worship um at her home church and the pastor um stops the service right in the middle of the service uh, kills the music stops everything and calls us up to the front and says you know hey i just want to speak a word over you You know i feel i feel like god has put this on um, on me to speak this to you and he starts speaking um about us um living under this assignment individually that like Mm -hmm. god has brought us together and uniting us in our assignment and um it's about it's I don't know it's it's about maybe two or three weeks after we got married, but like we're still trying to sort of search like what's this pain piece yeah, of our life going right. to mean, you know? So it's aware we're aware we're thinking about it, but I don't know that we ever. Thought, and I've always like, had a heart for ministry, you know. I've always yeah. done that in in the church and and love people, and you know I I knew you know John and I would lay. He was, we would be in the hospital together and talking about how we were going to use mm, this cancer journey. Yeah to impact families yeah. after we were out of it. You know, we were doing that while we were walking wow. that road. So, I mean, to say that, you know, our, our love for people drove us even in that season, yeah. you know, we were, we were planning ministries. We have, we had a name for it. You know, I have the, oh. the, um, the a, a little, site, a little no. company pen actually yeah. that sits on my desk still, um, mm. that, that is a reminder of that seed of a dream that yeah, was planted even yeah. then, you know, that, that now I'm getting to, to walk out with Brent. And so my pastor, what he spoke over yeah, and at us that is, point, like, you know, we're, look, we're not really thinking like, Hey, what's, what's this ministry thing right. we're going to do one day? Like we have, I mean, yeah. we're, we know that's on us and we've talked about it and we've identified there's something different about us together. At this point, we're yeah. honestly still trying to keep up with God. Like he's right. moving, you he know, and we're moving, like, yeah. okay, we're running, we're running right. fast, you know, like we're, we're just trying to keep up. And then all of a sudden he speaks this on us. And it wow. was just like that night we were like, okay, united in assignment. What's yeah. that mean? You yeah. know? And um, so it's, it's a video clip I've shared with you. It's yeah. about two minutes long. And we listened to that thing over wow. and over and over and dissected it, trying to just pull out of it. Like what, in, you know, and um, until, you know, it just clicked. And, you know, we named the company United in Assignment. Yeah. And yeah. that's where it came from. And from there, it just sort of birthed this idea um, of, you know what, you know, we're going to go out, that we're going to create a platform where we can go out and love on people. Yeah. We can offer them hope. We can, um, you know, we can be a place where they can um, find the overcomer in themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they can be, they can, they can, um, you know, that they can, um, 
you know, see their worth and rebuild and um, and find hope again and just be loved on. And I don't know that we knew what it still didn't. I mean, it took some time for yeah. it to develop and, yeah. and come together, and it's still a work in progress. It's continuing right. to work and be a work in progress, but. Um, it's just been exciting. And so it's just been, you know, like, look, I grew up, I was a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. I've been in church my whole life. And, um, you know, I, there's, you know, I don't know. There's not just always been, there's been times where, you know, it's just been really clear that God's speaking to me. And then times where I, maybe I've just wanted to hear it a certain yeah. way, or <laughs> just been right. but it was just like, this is just one of those times where it's like the whole, the whole journey of it, even though it was quick, it was 80 days of this, yeah. like, it was almost a spiritual experience more than, than like dating. Like we were having mm. a spiritual experience together that was bringing us to get, you know, bringing us yep. into one. Yep. Um, and really it's probably the secret to our, um, uh, secret to our success. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's our secret sauce. sauce. Yeah. So yeah, so that's how United Assignment was birthed, and um, you know, wow. so that's you know that's that's what we, you know that's what we do t- you know today. So we spend time with you know something that I I verbalized to to Brent, and something that I I lived through personally is you know so I was I was thirty three mm-hmm. when John died, and I had a five year old and a one year old, mm-hmm. and the baby had literally just had her first birthday. He was in the hospital, and you know didn't didn't get to get to see her. Um, so he passed December the 14th of 2016, and the last time that he had seen the kids was November the 3rd, mm. which was my birthday. So we had a little birthday celebration at the hospital, and um, but the baby turned a year old on November the 17th. Mm. Um, so you know, in the midst of all this, you know, where life is still happening, yeah. right? Because that happens. Yep, you know, exactly. life life goes on, and and things continue to move, and and you know, these um, occasions occur, and. You know, um, so I'm trying to trying to just keep up with all that, and um, you know, I got got to a point, um, you know, after he died, where I am just trying to keep up with life again. Yep. You know, and yep. I'm I'm trying to pick up the pieces, and you know, my my five year old was in ballet, and you know, I wanted to, I continued to try to keep life as normal for her as possible. You know, so she did that. She did sports. I ran from the hospital to to ballet practice, to recitals, to sports yeah. games, to breastfeeding the baby. Mm. You know, just all these yeah. things, and you know, I was just. I was juggling all this stuff, but it was such a beautiful time in my life. And, you know, afterwards I, I, you know, described a little bit of that, like, all right, well, you know, now what, like, what is, what is my purpose? You know, aside from being a mom and I was searching for somebody out there who had walked this road Mm. and could help me. And, you know, like I said, I had this beautiful church community and these friends who really rallied around me during that time, but nobody knew what to say to me. Yeah. Nobody knew how to talk to me. Nobody knew how to respond. Right. You know, I I would I would talk and, and ramble, and I wanted to talk about John, and nobody would bring his name up mm. because that's awkward. You yeah. know, um, and it's like this whole piece of 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 my puzzle of of my life of this grieving process right. that I was trying to deal with. And I don't have any way to deal with it. You know, so there are support groups. I'm from like a little bit of a smaller town where we lived, um, but we were about 40 minutes outside Lexington. And, you know, so I would drive to Lexington um, twice a week. You know, there were two different support groups that I found. And, um, you know, one was just not not helpful much mm. at all. You know, it's like an outdated video series and, and a workbook, you know, yep. and you and you I showed up and I actually went twice. I went once, the lady gave me the book, I didn't have the cash to pay for it. So I went back the second time only because I had to pay her for this yeah, book. Right. And uh, so I went back and, and gave her the money and I was sitting there through the video series and I actually got up and walked out um, and and 
nobody ever like pulled yeah. me out. Nobody said, "Hey, no, come back." Like this is a process, you know. Yeah. Like I know you're hurting. I I see it in you, but you know it 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 does it does get better. We do yeah. take steps take steps forward. You know, this is what that looks like, and you know, it just wasn't helpful for me yeah. at all. And um, you know, another group that I went to was was a little better, you know, but it's just everybody talking about their pain and, and reliving that. Yeah. And um, there was nothing, I was not taking away any tools mm. to help me walk forward yeah. in this life as a young widow. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard, you know, cause I know that everybody's loss is pain is, is, is hurtful, you know, right. and I don't grade my pain against anybody else's, you know, and we, we talk, you know, I, t- I tell Brent a lot of times that, you know, I liken grief to quicksand mm-hmm. and, you know, you're, you're walking along, you know, and if you don't keep moving, you know, if you don't step on that disappointment yeah. and keep moving forward and allow God to come in, then it will swallow gonna, yeah. you up, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't take long and it happens really quickly and in an instant. And, you know, one of those waves comes up and you don't know when it's coming yeah. and it will just, it will take you, take you down and take you under. Yeah. And, you know, that, that happened to me. And that was around that same time when I was telling my dad, like, I, I have to get away. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I need some time with just me and God to really, dig down deep um, and, and figure out what's going on going yeah. on in here. And, you know, so I would hire babysitters, you know, or, or the grandparents would have to come to my house for like four hours in the evening, you know. So I had to hire childcare, drive to Lexington mm-hmm. to go to these groups, you know, come home. It's late at night. I'm exhausted. I didn't get anything out of it. I feel even more depleted and, and, and discouraged because here I'm like going to these support groups, but I'm still walking away, yeah. not knowing what to do. I'm still crying myself to sleep every night looking at his flag in my bed, you know, mm. the one they handed me at the funeral. And I'm just like, what do I, what do I do with all this? Like, I just felt mm. so defeated. So I'm like searching online, trying to find, you know, there's gotta be, you know, I know I'm young, but I can't be the only 30 year old who's ever lost her husband, yeah. you know, like where are my people at, yeah. you know, and outside of the Facebook groups where everybody's like cussing and, and slandering mm. each other, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. I could not find my community. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I I positioned myself in that season of rest and in that work that God did in me. I developed, you know, like curriculums and, and processes wow. and, and methodologies of the work that God did in me yeah. and how I allowed Him to do that work yeah. and the steps that I had to take, those action steps that you're talking yeah. about, you know, because it does require action on our part. Um, all those things that allowed me to step in to this life that God had for me. Because, it, you know, we talk a lot of times about, you know, people that might have like a lottery mentality almost. They just, they expect for God just to do it. Yep. And he's just going to throw it in your lap. Yep. But it takes action on our part. You know, the, the exactly. layman had to get up and walk. You and know, he take steps. Yeah. yeah you got you to yeah. take steps. You got to exactly. get up and walk it out. And there's no way around the grieving process. No, you know, can't. you have to walk through it yep. and you have to allow that that healing to happen and, and that work that's in you. And so that is like... I was like, you know, I'm going to do this yep. and I'm going to make it, you know, a lot of what we do is virtual. We have some stuff um, local there in Naples, but a lot mm-hmm. of what we do, like we bring it to our people, you know, you don't have to hire babysitters and, and do all this stuff. And, you know, I know we talked to you guys about that too. Mm-hmm. Like there's just such a need there yep. Um, yep. for, you know, I don't, I don't know. I would have paid a thousand dollars probably, oh, you know, and, um, you know, obviously we don't do that. We just love people, but it's like, I, I, I needed that yeah. and it wasn't there, you know, yeah. so I really made it my mission and, and to like pioneer yeah. something that, that will meet the, people like where the, they're at like the CEO and help them right. step forward. I want to be that right. friend that I needed, you know? Right, exactly. So then you yeah. had like the CEO entrepreneur, uh, Brent was yeah, over yeah. here thinking to himself, like, really? Nobody's, nobody's yeah. doing that? And I'm Googling it and looking at it and I'm just like, 
you know, because we're trying to figure out what's this united in assignment. Right. I mean, this guy says to us, you know, hey, look, you, you know, God's brought you two together. You both have these stories. The guy didn't even know my story. Mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, you've brought, you've had these these stories. Um, he's given you the now the life experience to go out and impact the world and, and, and united you in your assignment. Now, go get to that assignment. Right. And we're like, <laughs> okay. We're like, okay. Did so, he tell you anything else? Yeah. Are you are you still listening? Is he still talking? And like, so, yeah. um, you know, as Jaina started really talking through, like, what you know, and she talks a little bit on her video series about, um, you know, I I had the, I I had the, you know I had this poster boards at home. These become the vision boards yeah. we live inside these type of things, and um, you know, I had cut out all these little things uh, where I wanted to live, how I, what my wife would look like, experiences I wanted to have with my kids, you know, all these different things as I was sort of mapping out my life. Well, at the same time, almost in the same period, you know, she's at home, you know, taking the, you know, ripping apart the kid's art room, taking art boards and building her own. So like she's yeah. walking the same walk. I'm yeah. walking the I same I didn't even walk. know what a vision board was, yeah. you know, but in that season where I, you know, I, I said, you know, there was a point in time where I was like, this life that happened to us, yeah. this is not what I want, I want right. our life to look like forever, you know? And so I literally wrote down and mapped out like pen in hand, yep. cutting, printing stuff out on the computer, you know, and, and it looked a lot like the life that John and I would have wanted to mm. live. He just wasn't here to live it, it with me, there, you yeah. know? And I refused to allow my grief to control or consume yeah. me anymore. And I got to a point where I made that decision. That's great. You know, nobody yeah. can make it for me. Yeah. Nobody could do it for me, you yeah. know, and, and I still grieve to this day, yeah. you know, and Absolutely. it will be something I, I loved him so much and I will carry that love with me until the day yeah. that I die. And that is my grief. Yeah. And, and in that celebration of him is, is, is how we live. You know, I always said, you know, I wanted to celebrate his life more than I mourned his loss. Yeah. And so, you know, I still have tears and I still have moments, um, but I, I want us to celebrate and I want yep. his life to be, to be, he deserved to be celebrated. And again, that's not mutually exclusive either. Exactly. You can move forward yeah. and still grieve at the same and time. And still grieve. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's so true. We like to, for whatever reason. Every one of the, everything's you gotta be, yeah, one you gotta or the be other. over it before you can move forward. And yeah. it's like, no, no, no. There's no getting not, over you're it. You're not going to get over no. this. Yeah. No. You're going to move forward. You take forward it with you. It. Yeah. You take it with you. You continue to grieve. Of course. There's going to be things that, that crop up and pop up all sure. the time that you're going to have to then you're going to have to apply these same tools, yeah. the same methods, yeah. and you're going to have to enter that grieving process and process it, file away, and do. And it was, you know? So it's like all of a sudden this light bulb kicked on. We're looking at each other one day, and it's just like, oh, we just have to bottle up what yeah. we have. Yep, that's it. That's united in assignment because right. we actually all this work I did with the coach, all the processes that and I learned with him. And at the same time, you know, we have people like reaching out to us, like, "How are you guys doing this? Mm, like, yeah. how are you? How are you living yep. this life, Jane? How are you happy? Yeah, you know, because yeah. I'm like, well, do I not? Deserve, I know I shouldn't be happy, <laughs> but don't I deserve that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah wouldn't of, wouldn't our, he want that for me? Yeah, all the grandparents that yeah. lived yeah. in um, up north, you know, we found Facebook as a sort of a place to like um, let them experience our life. Right. With us, and what we didn't realize is that there was a lot of people with hurt and pain and brokenness sitting on the sidelines watching us, going, "How do these two people with yeah. all this hurt and all this brokenness and all this pain have such a great life? Yeah. Is that real?" I mean, we're watching them on Facebook, and they're having all these family experiences and doing these fun things, and they're living. You know, is that real or is that over glamorized? Yeah. What is? And they people started reaching out to us, going, "Hey, I want you know, I've had this situation mm-hmm. in my life, or I've had, and so like help me sort of help like, me get to where you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. help me get. Is that real? And if it is, how do I get that? And it's just sort of organically started happening we're like yeah. okay look there's people out here that need this yeah and they're you know they're uh, and if we can bottle this up and show them how um you know we put a process together each of us individually yeah um, if we can somehow 
bring that into um, a curriculum, right. then um, and show other people how to walk this, you know, walk this journey and get the results. Um, you know, I, I think people um, really need this, and, yeah. and it's more than just getting up on a stage and because you know we love to get up and talk to people and tell our story and talk about how God's like done all these incredible right, things right. and brought all, you know, brought this family together and all the, you know, all the fun part of it. But there's this like part that wasn't fun, which was yeah. all the hard work yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah. get there. And that's what the people need. They need something more than, hey, um, and I'm look, I'm not talking, uh, you know, so, you know, some of the outdated programs are mm-hmm. just, um, they're just people, it's people who are stuck. A lot mm-hmm. of people are stuck there. And it might not be all of them, but the ones right. that we've experienced are, or, or um, bet it out. They just seem like, hey, here's a, you know, here, where's your fifteen dollars for your workbook? Yeah, and not everybody back, needs to experience prayer. it that way. That doesn't work for yeah, everybody, right? You know, just just need everybody's journey is different. They just needed to know, like, and you know what? They need accountability because yeah. that's what it is. So the thing that those other programs don't offer is the accountability because accountability makes it drives change and results. Yeah. And, and so we just, we realized that, um, you know, that was the missing, you know, like, and we didn't want to do something where everybody just showed up, paid some money and got a pat on the back yeah. and didn't get results. Like, yeah. like, Hey, if we're going to spend our time doing this, then people are going to do some work and yep. uh, we want to have good stories and um, people have good experiences and it just sort of organically just sort of happened. And then yeah. all of a sudden one day it was just like, I remember I uh, Jane went to bed when I stayed up the entire night out by the pool. Yeah, I was sleeping. He was doing all the downloading from God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, she she woke up in the morning. I said I figured it out, <laughs> and I had all these poster boards all draped out <laughs> over the master bedroom, and I had drawn and just talked about all the things that we had talked yeah. about and experienced, and then brought them into writing and That's said, great. "Look, here's what we've talked about. Here's what we've you know these are our thoughts brought into captured into like yeah. now an idea and emotion. And here's how I think we could. I think this is how." You know, yeah. we could take this to market, and it would have have a need and, and and meet a need, and so it just um, it's been it's been amazing. Um, it's allowed us to meet some some great people, do mm-hmm. some great, and it's really bringing purpose to our our pain yep, and our exactly. journey, and it helps it make sense because, like you know, mm-hmm. when um, you know a person. You bring a different level of credibility mm-hmm. to the party yep. um, when you have your own pain yeah. And, yeah. and you've conquered it and you're on the other and yeah. the other side of it. They, they, you take their excuse away of you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. never been in my shoes. You don't exactly. understand where I've been at. Yeah, you, you take that excuse away from them. And so now all of a sudden they're standing there. They got to do the work. Right. And uh, right. So, That's so good. Yeah. Well, man, yeah. this is, I mean... Gosh, incredible. You guys are like a full circle story. You know, we're always trying to help people, <laughs> yeah. you know, not just walk through their tragedy and walk through their grief and inspire them through it, but but to yeah. find at the end of it the purpose For that sure, God has yeah. put in the assignment that God has put inside of them through this and that he's been using this tragedy to prepare them for, Absolutely. you know, and you guys just have an incredible testimony of that. I love the work that you do you're doing. I love the the story. We're going to have to bring you on for another interview to dive into some more of this stuff. I mean, it's, <laughs> sure. we could, yeah. we could do this again and talk Definitely. probably a, another hour and a half of Definitely. all the, yeah. th- just the deep work that you guys did yeah. as you're working through all of this. But, you know, where can, uh, where can folks, um, you know, follow you guys or, or check out more of your stuff or what, what you guys are doing, you know, this United in assignment, where can they, yeah, so, you know, obviously, um, United to elevate.com is our website or United assignment.com. We'll get you there too. Um, and then Brent and Jana Seaman, um, um, on, on all the social, social handles. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's, we, we'd love you guys to follow us. And, yeah. Uh, we'd be able to share our work with you, what we're doing and just, uh, um, it's just exciting to see lives changed and and uh, to be a part of that. And we're just we're just honored that um, that we get to do this every yeah. every day. And it's something that um, you know that uh, we get to do for a uh, uh, for a living and um, and just 
uh, being able to shine a light into this yeah. darkness. So, yeah. well, you said it a light. I mean, your joy is very evident and very contagious. Sure. I wish people could see that as I'm nice. sitting here in the room with you and I'm like, man, after everything you guys have walked through, you, yeah. you have very real joy. This yeah. is not put on. This is not fake. This is something the Lord has done some uh, an incredible work in you. Absolutely. And he's doing an incredible work through you. Sure. And, so. and, and you know, like, and, and that's it. It's, it's mm-hmm. him, you know, it is the Holy Spirit and it is the work of the Holy Spirit that we'd allow, have allowed him to do in mm-hmm. us. And, you know, we're, we're intentional, you know, like we, um, we don't like. I hope this is okay to say. We don't necessarily label ourselves like faith based. You know, yep, we don't. Right. We don't. We don't stamp Jesus fish on our on our switch, on our yeah, website. Exactly. You know, we we um, we know that God has given us this gift. Yeah. Of, of experience and um, has has set a fire yep. in us and and set a mission on us to to take it out and share it with the world and you know there are people outside the church that that are hurting and and broken and they've never met Jesus mm. and you know we work with a lot of people inside the church circle you know but some of the most beautiful transformations that we see yep. who are people who then we get to share yep. our, our faith with, you know, yep. in, in the middle of this, of this transition, in the middle of this deep grief work, you know, then we get to throw the Jesus on yeah. them and then their whole world is rocked. Exactly and it's like right. the most incredible, yep. incredible thing. And, you know, then, then we're living out the great commission That's too. It. And it's, it's just, it's awesome. So we're just, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful. I can honestly say that Davey, like I am thankful mm. for every single day that God has taken me through. Wow. And you know, the, the rough ones, the, the happy ones, the sad ones, the, the ones where I didn't feel like I was going to be able to pick myself up yeah. off the floor again. Um, you know, the one where I, I walked out of the hospital and, and left my husband laying there mm. and you know, the, the, the last time that I got to kiss his mm. face and, and, you know, I had my hand on his chest the last time his heartbeat and, um, and and now I get to carry that on with me, right. and and use that and and see his um, infectious laughter in in our daughters, yeah. and just to 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 take that pain, to take that hurt, and and to take that experience, and and take it out and use it for the glory of God, and so it is it's just incredible. It's amazing. Well, I know he's very proud. I like it to be amazing. Yeah, he is. <laughs> She's incredible. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I just I I appreciate you always being yeah. willing to share your story. Yeah. And, just the life that you impact and touch. And thank you. It's so great. Yeah. I so appreciate you guys. I'm excited. Well, thanks about for having us. It's been awesome to make the yeah the acquaintance yeah. with yeah. you and Christy and, and to know you well, guys. Well, hopefully the acquaintance becomes a really good friendship Absolutely. as we move yeah. forward. I think so. I always love uh, Naples, and so <laughs> I'm just now we got a good excuse to yeah, come we, we, visit. Yeah, we've got so. we got a good place for you to come visit. <laughs> oh man, well thanks we so much. You some sunshine. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for joining me on this. Thanks for having us. So great. Yeah. Wow, Davey, that was a really powerful story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I loved about and what I love love about Brent and Jana is that they continued to to move forward even while they were grieving. I think mm-hmm. so often when we find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, we can get stuck and we just kind of we just kind of wallow in that. And there are people who have been stuck for years. Because they're just not sure what is it what it looks like to take one step and the next step and the next step and or or it's just easier to kind of make excuses or become a victim or to kind of find pity from everybody and for whatever reason um, 
it, 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 it's more often than not that we see people who, who just found themselves stuck. And that's not, that's not to say you're a bad person if you found yourself in that. In fact, that's why we started this ministry. That's why we have the Nothing Is Wasted podcast is because we want to help you take a step and take your next step in the valley of the shadow of death, I believe by the power of God. And when you have a guide to help you as well, then you really can move through your valley. It, it, the only way to escape your valley is to move through it. And that's what I love about Brent and Janice's story. And that's why, again, I want to point to you, uh, make sure over the next couple of weeks, you really dive into the things that we're going to be offering here. Subscribe to our email list. Get that free ebook, Thriving in Trial. That'll help you out a lot. The Pain to Purpose video series that we're releasing here in a few weeks, you'll be up to speed on that. You're definitely going to want to take um, a peek at that because that'll help you if you found yourself in a place where you're feeling stuck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you haven't rated uh, or given us a review, you can do that on iTunes. Um, you can hop over to Instagram and um, you can follow us. You can see behind the scenes stories. Um, we do book giveaways. It's a it's a space you don't want to miss out on. So follow us there. Um, we also want to thank Sleeping at Last for providing the music for the Nothing is Wasted podcast. You can find his music on iTunes or any place that music can be streamed. And um, here's a little clip of next week's episode. I remember going to the doctor on a Friday and they said, yes, you're pregnant. And we announced it in church. We went to a little tiny little church in New Jersey at that point. Everybody's cheering and yay and great. Well, the next day was Labor Day and make, I was making Franny her breakfast and all of a sudden I doubled over in pain. Oh, and I thought, oh, I, this is just a really bad stomach ache or gas or who knows, or maybe my appendix. Well, after about five hours of just unrelenting pain, Finally, I would try to stand up and I would faint because we didn't know I was losing blood internally. And ectopic pregnancies are one of the leading causes of maternal death because wow. you're bleeding and you don't know it. Finally got me to the hospital. They, you know, they were able to take care of everything. And I was in the hospital for about four days. It nearly killed me. I think mm -hmm. the enemy was just trying to take me out, but he didn't, he was not able to succeed. Yeah. So then after that, we tried some fertility treatments to try to see what can we do. We were, I'm, I'm the crazy woman who wanted five children. You know, a lot <laughs> of women just, team, oh, huh? I'm good with one or two. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted a big family because mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me. I'm fine with chaos. If you ask my husband, I'm a messy. I'm not that neat. So, <laughs> you know, it doesn't bother me with crumbs and chaos and all of that. But um, I remember after doing several treatments, things weren't working. Nothing was taking. And I finally asked him because went with the one fallopian tube was gone because of the ectopic pregnancy, but the other one was very scarred. And I asked the doctor, would that have happened? Would the abortion have caused mm -hmm. that? And he unequivocally said, absolutely. 